This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. Welcome back to the Gamers Lounge Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is uh, Dennis, Nathaniel, and Robert. It was really hard for me not to say Eric. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's missing this time. I'm throwing you off. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, Eric's throwing me off. He's uh, he's at a baseball game. Uh, I guess they still play baseball. I don't know. Um, I I don't keep up with baseball. You rather so. do that? Wait, like he's in a baseball game? He's he went to him and his buddies. I think went to go see the Seattle. Mariners, whatever okay, professional okay, team right. Seattle has. See, that shows you how much yeah. I don't keep up with baseball anymore. Uh, awesome. I hope they get a touchdown. <laughs> I hope they get a three-point <laughs> conversion. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm looking forward to the highlights of the hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> I believe both of those are when there's two people on base and someone hits a home run. Yes. No, that could be. We yeah. were watching... Wait, who's on first? Um, we were watching that new USFL the other day and, and they were like, hey, that's it's a, it's a non-point game, but don't think that they can't tie it because you could go for a three-point play in this. I'm like, how can you go for three points in football? And they never explained how you could do it. So I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. I enjoy watching football, so I'll put any football on. But You do like the extra point, but instead of going for your goal, you have to turn around backwards and kick it all the way down the field. <laughs> could have been. I have no idea. <laughs> it's hard to tell. You know, you're trying to get viewers, so why not? I mean... <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, I guess just, so. Just wait till they introduce half points and then you're just screwed. Oh, half points. That's that's worse than <laughs> that sounds like a soccer thing to me. Half points. It's, it's like, is that when you score during halftime? Yeah, that is. It's the band I mean, comes pretty out. Pretty good. Yeah. You get a half point for every band member that you uh, ping with a football or uh, No, no, that's when you get demoted points. You can't oh, mess with the band, okay, man. Right. Okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> the band will beat your ass. Well, they will because they have, they have got, weapons. Yeah, I was going to say they have brass instruments, so they could usually. Yeah. Yeah, they could... And if they're also a band with a color guard with them, then they they've got all sorts of oh you gosh, know, stuff yeah. that they could just toss at you, like spinning over and decapitate you. Yeah. Man, I've I've dead. seen I've seen halftime shows. Um, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen college bands. They go. Some of them are you know they got a lot going for them. So. They get, they get passionate. They get yeah, passionate. they do. <clears throat> they actually, absolutely do. So, But anyway, we're not here to talk about sports. I mean, unless we're playing sports video games. But, um, well, I, I, guess De- I guess Dennis is. I was just going to say. a sports game on the list? <clears throat> I was going to say. Let me see if I got well, a sports game on the list. There okay. are no sports games here. None. none. Zero. Zero. None at all. Absolutely none. 
We're just going to delete but, that thing but from Sony Genesis gave you FIFA for free this month. Oh, yay. I mean, I guess. <laughs> what now? I mean, that is. <laughs> I will say that it is the most popular video game in the world. It's just not the most popular video game with me or a lot of Americans. But, you so know, instead I mean. of. Or, or anybody to... in this podcast. Yeah, or anybody in this podcast. So <laughs> you right. just got a newer FIFA for free instead of going to, like, GameStop and getting, like, one that's three years old for free or yeah, mostly or free. A penny. Dollar seventy-five. Like, yeah. Please take it. We have that's too many. You can't read the sticker. Whatever. It's it's too faded. Or it's got yeah. this many stickers piled on it. It's like <laughs> three inches thick where it's went from 60 to 50 to 40 to 30 to 10 to 12. Well, if you don't, if you don't like the price that's, that's on right. top, that just means you can keep peeling, right? Until yeah. you find yeah, you the know, price you're okay you with. Like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is this negative $5 price? Does that mean you pay me 5 bucks to take it from you? Oh, uh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Store credit, sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. We will pay you uh, store credit to take this game. So, but yeah. So. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about games anyway. I really don't have a whole lot of games to talk about. I haven't played a whole whole lot uh, this week. I took my Xbox with me on the road again, but I hooked it up and I pretty much did rewards all week. I didn't really play anything. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't uh, didn't play. I played more on my Steam Deck. I'm still just trying out different games on the Steam Deck to see which one I want to play. Uh, they actually brought out a beta software, and I wasn't originally going to do the beta software stuff for it because I thought, well, maybe it'll be too unstable or stuff like that. But I heard about the the new <clears throat> one that they brought out, and you can actually change the refresh rate of the screen. So, like, let's say your game's only going maybe 45 you know, frames per second, you can actually turn the refresh rate, the, the screen refresh rate down to 40 to make it more smoother. Um, and it's actually, it actually makes some games really, really good, especially if it's a game where the, you're, you're wanting to top out at 60 frames per second, but maybe the game can only hit 50. And when you turn, you still get that blur. Well, if you kick the resolution or the refresh rate of the screen down to 50 to match, it looks a lot smoother. So it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's like a VRR or something like it, but it almost kind of is. It, you know, it really, it's a manual variable yeah. refresh rate, <laughs> yeah. which is cool that you could do that. I mean, you know, I mean, you can get yeah. down to fine tuning that much and you could kick it all the way down to like 40, you know, uh, if you want. Um, and then the only thing I wish it had was I wish you could set up like when you boot a game that it could save those settings. So when you back out of a game oh. and then you go into a game that does 60 frames, you have to turn it manually back up again. Um, yeah, that's I feel like that's going to be the problem a lot of the time is is you're just going to have to keep playing with it because mm -hmm. most games, unfortunately, aren't always that stable, right? They're right. always you know jumping up and down depending on what's going on on screen. So I don't know. I don't know how handy it's going to be. Hopefully... You know, like you said, for like those kind of in between numbers, mm -hmm. the fifty frames per second, maybe that helps it out. Yeah, but you gotta gotta find something that you're just kind of okay with and and stick with it. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, because there's a lot of games that just easily do sixty frames a second on there. You know, no problem. But there's some that don't, and it's like I wish I could set up a profile that you know when I launch this game, it just automatically goes whoop and it moves those settings back or i have to remember okay wait a minute i got to change this to do this so it'll be more smooth and 
sometimes. I wonder if they will either implement that in the future, or if like the PC Steam client, you can do like your uh, your flags and stuff for when you launch. Like so, yeah. Like you're running from a command prompt and putting all the different modifying things on it. You can do that in there. So I wonder if the Steam Deck will get that at some point, where you can be like, hey, change the refresh rate, yada yada. Whether they do it as an actual like command line thing or just options. Yeah, I'm sure they'll put it in some point. Yeah, and they may. I'm sure they've they're constantly tinkering with with the software. I mean, I'm not saying there's like updates every day, but you know, at least once a week there's a good update. Now, if you're running the beta software, there's an update like every other day. Um, but it's cool the way you flip back and forth. You just go into settings and go run the beta software and the screen just goes poop and you're running the beta software. Oh, let me go back to stable, stable boop. It goes, you know, you're not like having to boot it down and load it back up or anything like that. It could just do it on the fly, which is, which is nice. But, but you know, I've been, I was trying to think of what, what I have played on Steam Deck that I, I, I was playing Batman pretty regularly and then it actually crashed on me the other night and that's the first time I've ever had a game on the Steam Deck crash. Of course, that's not a supported game. It says it's not on, you know, it's Which not. Which Batman are you playing? Uh, Origins. Okay. Mm. The one that's really good. That it, crashes? it just gives you a, a screen like it does on the, on, on the PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, okay. It comes up okay. and it says fatal error, blah, 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 blah. And then it just shuts it down. And yeah. I didn't even bother to reboot it. I was getting ready to go to bed anyway. So it was like, ah, oh, well, I'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what game was it? It wouldn't pull. Um, I bought um, <clears throat> Fallen Order because it was on sale for 10 bucks because of uh, May the 4th Be With You. Um, and I... Um, it wouldn't carry my save over, which was really weird. I'd started playing it, and I went to bed, and then woke up the next day, and I had played it a full hour after that. It's like the cloud save didn't work, and I don't know if that's a, that was an origin thing, because you have to have the origin thing running in the background. Even though it's you buy it on Steam, you install origin, and it boots origin in the back, so it'll play. Yeah, it's and, like a mini launcher, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, so I had to start like an hour. I lost like an hour of progress, so I don't know. I still can't figure that one out. What well, didn't um, even have like a local save? Mm-mm. Well, it just Weird. yeah, it was very strange. It was like Weird. I know I saved it, you know, before I quit playing the other night, but it was it wasn't there. So, I mean, which I mean, big deal. It was an hour. It's not like I'd beaten the first planet and went off to the next one and went, oh, I got to do the whole planet over again. I mean, whatever. I'm, you know, I've, I've beat that game to death, so I'm just playing it now for fun. Um, just uh, It is pretty cool, though, to play it in a handheld and be like, ooh, the graphics are awesome and it moves real smooth. And it's like, geez, it's, it's like a, I can actually see things on it. The reading gets kind of hard, but, you know, it's just, it's going to, I haven't, I haven't turned the Switch on since I got the Steam Deck. It's kind of like, uh, it's going to be hard to go back to some games on the, <laughs> on the Switch. But, <clears throat> well, I mean, for the Switch, it's really all about the exclusives anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like me with PlayStation. That's, you know, that's, it's the exclusives. You know, either whatever games I can't get on Xbox, I play, you know, I get it on PlayStation. Um, at this point, though, the way things are with Steam Deck, it may move it to... I'd really like to see Sony do more of their games, not 
three or four years after release on Steam, I would like to see them a little no. sooner. And I'm not saying day and date. See but... what happens with those once they get through kind of like their back catalog of hits that they've been putting yeah. out because they still have several of those they haven't done. Like Uncharted is going to be in like June or July, something like that. Yeah. For that collection they've already announced, and then there's a few others that you'd be like, oh yeah, they'll probably put this on PC if you had to guess. So once they get through all those, maybe they'll start putting that well, state on PC back a little bit. It'll be like we're in the uh, mid-2000s again for Sony, where it's like the PC port is so much delayed for games, where that was more typical, whereas now they come out a lot more like day and date, or yeah. pretty soon after, or even before sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sony's just behind. They're running. They're running. Well, I know uh, that reverse island. <laughs> I know they've said that they've wanted to do more in the PC space. So I definitely think that's something that they're planning to roll out. Well, they've hired uh, once they get for everything that. caught yeah, up. They've they've made <clears> a <throat> whole subgroup now for it. You yeah, know. I was gonna yeah. say they got rid of their PlayStation Mobile, I think, section, and then just completely replaced that with PlayStation PC. Now that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I, I think a lot of it's probably going to have to do with well one of the news stories about the rumor, uh, you know, acquisitions that they may do, you know, those, if, if they keep getting studios and adding new studios that traditionally release on their games on PC day and date with everybody else, that might change a lot of yeah. how Sony does. Well, it's going to depend so. on a couple of things. One, what do they want to do with PC? And then two, <laughs> if they want to release stuff on PC earlier, they have to build that infrastructure mm-hmm. for a lot of their main studios that just, haven't done that yeah. mm-hmm. so that's going to take a little bit of time to build up even if they wanted to do it right away they couldn't yeah. they still have yeah. to yeah. figure out how to make that work yeah yeah and you know i mean it's they're leaving money on the table i mean you can tell you look at the top 10 of you know games sold especially when a sony game comes out and it's usually in the top five if not number one spot for several yeah. weeks after it comes out you know uh or months or years. I mean, I don't know where God of War still. I haven't seen it, but I know it was still high on the on the weekly sold list. So, and then you know we'll have their spring. They'll have their spring sale in late May for some reason. I don't know why that's. <laughs> I saw that the other day. I'm like, when's Steam having their spring sale? Oh, it's the last week of May. Well, that's really not spring. That's more. And then their summer sale is going to be like the last week of June or something. Yeah, it's it like. Typically is. Yeah. What are you doing? That's the... Which that's going to be the ridiculous one. Yeah, it's just Steam. Yeah, yeah. They do weird stuff. Most of their sales aren't all that amazing until Christmas, like. Yeah. One at the end of yeah. the year, everyone's like the other sales are worth looking at because they'll have some good deals, but most of the like lots of good deals that's the, that end of the year sale. Yeah. <clears throat> well, since Dennis has the most games, we'll save him for last. Um, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go in reverse order and see uh, what Robert's been playing because I have not played Bugsnack. I do have it. <laughs> I, well, I've got it on PS5 and you know, it's on, I think it's on Game Pass now. I haven't even played it. It is yet. now, yeah. So. How is uh, well? That was my my first question. Was who's played Bug Snacks? Yeah. Um, I have. I knew, awesome. I knew Nathaniel I had, but I haven't. Yeah, I. I mean, I got it when it when it came out on PS Plus for PS Five. Yeah. Um, I think it was the first month when like the first. I think so. Free game one or two. Um, yeah. But I I put far too much time into that game, and I I ended up platinuming it back in the day. And man, I've been keeping my ear to the ground trying to find out when they're going to come out with a sequel because if you've played through uh the story stuff you you kind of know by how they left things that it's it's definitely leading into something uh so when they announced uh, a few months ago that uh they were having some dlc dropping i was super stoked about it 
Uh, and I had, I, you know, I had so many plans last week and, and, or this past week to, to play all kinds of things. And then, uh, I remember that bug snacks came out. So that's what got my time. Uh, and going back in there, man, it, it just, it has so much charm to it. Uh, and if you like Pokemon, you're going to feel right at home catching these guys. It's like if they mixed Pokemon and Pokemon snap together, but you know, of course, it's not Nintendo, so it's all these off-branded little critters. Um, but, I mean, they all say their names as they're running around, and, and some of them are, are hilariously voiced, and other ones are the most obnoxious things you'll ever hear, and you want to throw your controller at them just to get them away from your screen. Uh, but the the new DLC, it's just more uh, more of what you loved about the game, uh, or I guess hated it if you didn't like it. But it added a whole other section to the game, basically. Uh, where, you, I, I mean, just like all the other areas of the game, uh, there are puzzles and um, you have to, there's new critters to catch this time. You know, just like the name implies, they are these ginormous versions of themselves. So there's a new game mechanic where you have to be able to shrink them before you can catch them in your uh, your net or your, your like, trap, so to speak. Um, and so that just adds a whole other element to it. And the, the mechanic for making them smaller is a, it's like a time-based one. So there is this like purple, I don't know, smoke that you get um, that it gives you like 30 seconds to like throw it at one of the bug snacks to shrink them. So in addition to whatever puzzle you have to solve to make them catchable, they also have to be small at that same time. Uh, so it, it gets really chaotic, and <laughs> I I did stream it earlier in the week, and uh, if you go back and look at it, I'm just like raging out at some of these uh, bug snacks, just almost impossible to get. I don't even know how I got some of them. It was just like by chance. Something that I did caused two or three of them to just like collide into each other, and I just ran over real quick and made sure I had room in my inventory and snagged them all up. Um, <laughs> but the voice acting is is as good as ever. Um Story-wise, it does take place before the end of the game. And a lot of the things that they've added beyond just this additional area are these, like, fetch quests or or side missions. Um, and there's a lot of these things. So because I've returned after doing so much in the game already, a lot of them just immediately, like, unlocked, and I had all these new um, uh, customizable options because now you can... You can have your own hut in the game. Each of the the characters, they're called Grumpuses. They have like a hut in the main area of this hub world. Hmm. And now you have your own. Uh, so you get all these cool customizable options by doing these side quests. Um, now these side quests, if you were playing through the game for the first time and you got these side quests, I feel like they would be so much more engaging. Like they're still fun and that was... It was a good time for me to go back in and just hang around in this world, cleaning up the rest of the trophies to get back to 100%. But if I had these available to me when I was playing the first time, man, it really would have like broken up some of the monotony of just traversing these little areas and, and just catching the bug snacks. Because hmm. the way that it works, you can only have like four or five of them active at a time. And after you complete one of those four, it'll give you another one. Um, until you do some more so you always have like a backlog of these things that you can do um, and then they've added some some hats for the bug snacks i don't have if you've ever played kana i know you have dennis uh the little uh oh. rots I, I think as they're called yeah, rots, you could yeah. collect you could yeah. collect hats for them and um 
in some this you can now better than others in that game <laughs> there's some really cool <laughs> ones and then there's like oh that one's kind of i can't even see it it's because it's so small so when they're all running around it's like i can't see right it. and, and it's it's very similar <laughs> here so so because the bug snacks are all different sizes now uh there's one area of the the world that will have a hat on a bug snacks for every in-game day uh and there's like this um this farm in the the main area that has like a picture on the wall that shows you uh you know which area of the game has a bug snacks with a hat on it so then you're like all right cool it's it's noon let me go teleport over here to this section of the world and you start looking around for these bug snacks well some bug snacks you know you have to meet certain requirements before you can see them they might be hidden but then you have some that are really really small and you can't always tell if they have a hat on especially if it's something like I don't know, like like a tiara or a, a small crown or something, <laughs> unless you really like take out your viewfinder and you zoom in on all of these little critters. So there were times when I just got frustrated with an area. I warped back to my my little home area and just slept until the next day at noon, checked the board and was like, all right, we're going to go check out this new area until there was one that was a decent size. But I'm like, I can go catch this. So you said tiara. Um, so all I can think of is uh, what's her name on the Big Bang Theory when... Uh, Sheldon's trying to make up with her, and he buys her a tiara, and she goes, "You brought me a trinket? Why this is? It's a tiara." <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, well, I don't think I've actually found a tiara. I think I found a crown, but uh, but it was of the same. See, I want uh, I want that to ha- I thing, want you but... to do that when you find one. Oh, it's a tiara. <laughs> I I don't know how many hats there are. Uh, even though they've added like you know quite a bit of content, I'd I'd say if you do all of these side missions. You're you're probably looking at a good another ten hours or so in this huh. game, yeah. and, and I mean unless you know exactly what to do, like it's a lot um, uh, on top of you know the extra area of the game. But I only ended up doing I got like ten hats because the, the one of the three trophies they added was just to collect ten hats, and so I just didn't care. I was like I got my trophy, I'm right. good, we're moving on. Yeah, uh, let's 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 wrap the rest of these up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I I love it, man. I'm still looking forward to uh the next one that comes out and you know i i hope it's a full price game i'll, I'll give them my money they they've earned it at this point <laughs> they, they've taken a lot of my time yeah well, that's cool yeah um i it's one that i'd on my list to play but i've just never booted up and then it if, like, i mean if you're just looking for like something chill like play yeah. that it, it's a great time waster <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have some laughs with it there are frustrating times if if you're really like getting into it and you're like, man, I really want this one specific bug snack or I need it, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might have to put it and away it's less or wait. Chill. Yeah, way less chill at that point. That's what I've been doing. That's cool. Oh, I, f- I forgot. I, d- I did get to play some Sea of Thieves two weeks ago and finally got Pirate Legend. Oh, Yay! yeah. Hey, congrats. Yeah, yeah, it took. <laughs> Yeah, that is awesome. Never play long. again. Oh wait, this is Judd. Never mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, now the game really starts. You know, it took me six. Yeah. Days the grind of, is over. He can yeah. have fun now. I can have fun now. No, the grind is finally over. over. Yeah. It's, grind two is here. Yeah. It's now grind two Well, it was yeah. funny because we 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 did two stores on one day and they were both done. So we started at seven thirty. By nine thirty, there was nothing to do. So. <laughs> He was like, well, I'm going home. You can go back to the hotel and do whatever you want for the rest of the day. So I went, I'm going to finish grinding out Pirate Legend because I'm awake and I got nothing better to do. So So I sat in a chair for three or four hours and then grinded it out and then realized, oh, yeah, now I've got a whole other faction to grind out. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I got all these other missions to run and everything like that. So I still have to finish. Nikki, cancel my appointments. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm officially retiring from work. I've got too much stuff to do. Um, <laughs> it's almost as if they want you to keep playing that game forever. That's I know, funny. right? Well, it's like I haven't even done the week. The, the In fact, I really need to do that tonight. I need to finish the third part of the single part of the uh, story thing because it runs out next weekend so i need to sit down and play it tonight but i have to find five people to finish it with, so that ought to be interesting so but yeah yeah i finally did that so it's i'm, I'm kind of glad because now all i'll do is you know stories and stuff like that i don't have to worry about oh man i gotta do this and oh man i gotta do that now it's kind of like i can just do whatever i want i'm not too worried about grinding athena it's a cutthroat pirate thing so <laughs> Because Athena is what everybody else wants too, so it's like that's Pirate Legends. So it's like ah, maybe I don't want Athena the rep that much, but you know, whatever. Um, Nathaniel, not that serious. Yeah, I'm not that that serious, but all right, Nathaniel. <laughs> so how far have you gotten into Forbidden West? Have you beat it yet? I haven't. I've barely played it since last time. I just mm. put it down so I'd have something on my list. Gotcha. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> what have I? What what box art have I looked at? This yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Oh, hey, I saw it out of the corner of my eye as I walked through the living room. That counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll have weeks like that, though. I mean, you know, it's it's it happens. Yeah. It's a few things of being busy, and then also after coming off of like almost two months straight of playing Elden Ring almost every day, it's kind of like, all right, I can do some stuff other than video games a little bit yeah. for a while, even though like yeah, Horizon's great, but. Get, yeah, I I started Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I I like I loved it, and I platinumed the first one, and I I am I'm enjoying my moment to moment gameplay here as well. But like every every other game I have that I've started has like taken my attention over it. Yeah. And I and the only thing that I can even think of with it that is that the story is just so political, and there's just so many characters that I have a hard time remembering what native sounding name is part of which native sounding faction and, and what was their relationship with these other two people. I'm just like, I, I haven't had that trouble. Know. Like I've had big ass in between. I was like, Oh, I remember that one part is because the design of the characters for the important ones. Anyway, you recognize yeah. them too. You've got a glossary that tells you all the important characters and like who they are. So if oh, you but that, forget, you can just go that there would and look, re- but that requires me to read and I don't, I don't like to read in my games. You don't even have to, <laughs> dude. You don't even have to read that much. You can just be like, "Oh, this person is such and such." Got it. You don't have to read the rest. Dialogue text. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. Uh, visual novels, guys. Some, visual novels. Subtitles. <laughs> ah, forget it. I'm not reading subtitles in this game. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I can't even watch a show without subtitles on anymore. <laughs> See, that's me that's me like that used to never be like that but over the last couple of years especially with like like me watching you know just more and more foreign content and just netflix yeah. investing so much into yeah. foreign content that it's just like the subtitles are just so natural to me now that like it just i, I need yeah. them on always so that's my that's my excuse too not at all yeah. that i can never understand what anybody is saying over the the right. music <laughs> and the the explosions yeah. it was the other thing yeah see and that and and <laughs> And we when we bought our sound bar, it, it was like that. You know, the explosions and the sound effects and the music was so much louder. I had to go into like our fire TV and adjust the surround sound and be like, "Yeah, no, don't 
give me five channel this and that just give me stereo with this and that and that's yeah. like oh i can hear the voices again but we watch yeah. we watch we like a lot of the you know the british tv shows so sometimes it's very hard if they have a thick accent to follow everything they're saying so every once in a while yeah i turn on the subtitles just to be like okay oh, did John, say what see, I thought he said? that just means you need to watch more of it so that you can understand well yeah i know it's, yeah it was, <laughs> Uh, we started watching uh, the Outlaws the other day with uh, uh, Alec, uh, not Alec Baldwin, um, uh, Cowbell, uh, Christopher Walken, and um, and he, it's it's a good show. Yeah, no, I had to remember his name. I had to say Cowbell. It was like because <laughs> I wanted to. My mind wanted to go somewhere else, so I had to. I had to use a catch word to pull my mind back to where I wanted it to go, <laughs> but. But yeah, it's got him and I, I forget the dude's name. He's he's one of the guys who wrote The Office, the UK version, uh, is in it. It's really Ricky Gervais. No, not Ricky Gervais. Um, he's the tall guy. He was he was in Big Bang Theory. Uh, he was what's her name's uh, boyfriend for a while. Uh, that was fa- that was infatuated with Sheldon. Um, tall glasses. He was in uh, Jojo Rabbit. He was the um, Okay. He was the Nazi dude who uh, the uh, the Gestapo leader for the Nazis. I forget his. I can't remember okay. his name. But I, I think okay. Yeah, he's like six name, foot nine. He's hilarious. I mean, he's just this tall, yeah, yeah, lanky yeah. UK oh, guy. Oh, that's Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Stephen Merchant. Yeah, that's his name. See, he's can, so funny. Yeah, I love you Stephen should have Merchant. brought it back to video games and say, hey, he was uh, you know that uh, cool thing in Portal Two, the annoying uh, personality sphere guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what is his name? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I was trying to remember the Wheatley. name. Wheatley. Wheatley. Yes. I totally. I had totally portal. forgot. I, portal, <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot that he was in that. Yeah. See, I wasn't even thinking that way. The I, only important yeah. one though is the Nolan North. I'm in space. That's what Portal Two is. That's the best part. <laughs> he's got to be in the so video good. game so like all right wait oh crap we didn't get nolan north into this game here come in and record yeah. i'm in space go it's yeah, good it'll go. take five minutes yeah. <laughs> here's your check thanks so a lot true. we appreciate it uh one of the most iconic moments in all of video games <laughs> i swear <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so nothing to say yeah, about like, uh, forbidden west uh any, I mean, any... I really haven't like not haven't played enough past what I did the last time to really add to it. It can just be like, all right, here's my formula for uh, why um, Elden Ring is better than Breath of the Wild for me because Elden Ring made me stop playing Horizon, whereas Breath of the Wild did not make me stop playing Horizon. And I went back and forth between those games, but these ones I completely stopped playing Horizon once Elden Ring came out, yeah. and then had to go back to it. Oh, speaking of Breath of the Wild, leave it to Stone Cold Steve Austin to oh, good Lord. light up Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd seen you know I, I, I follow him. <laughs> I follow him on Twitter, so he does a he does a show on Peacock where he interviews wrestlers and stuff like that, or yep. anybody really. And he did the top ten questions with Cody Rhodes the other day, and the first question was, "What's the best Zelda game?" And Cody Rhodes said, "Ocarina of Time." And Stone Sto- Cold went, "Nope, it's Breath of the Wild." And you would never know that both of those guys are huge Zelda fans. <laughs> and it's like, right. really, Stone Cold plays Zelda games? That's like, so weird. <laughs> it's like, Cody, like Cody Rhodes, I can see to a degree, just yeah. because like you're starting to see like more like of the like. Current generation wrestlers, right? In the gaming, yeah. But like Stone Cold Steve Austin, just 
spouting just like, no, man, Breath of the Wild was like, yeah, I think that blew everybody. Yeah, yeah I was just, like, I, just, I, just I, like I actually that? saw that and I rewound like, it. I went, wait a minute, let me, let me, what? <laughs> Stone Cold's <laughs> been playing Breath of the Wild, and then I get into digging, to get into looking. It's like, yeah, he's a huge Zelda fan. It was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. It's crazy. I don't. Yeah. Now I question everything in the world. Uh, <laughs> everything that I thought I knew. Like, imagine him. But I'm just trying to think of like him playing the Switch in handheld mode and just how tiny that thing must look in his hands. Like, I just imagine him with the Switch, like the red and blue one, especially. Just like those colors on Stone Cold Steve Austin. This big, burly dude, you know. Well, if you're doing that, just make it that he's in the wrestling ring in his full wrestling getup yeah. at the same time. Just to make it even more ridiculous. Yeah, even with, with his vest on and beer. some beer, yeah. you know, sitting on a keg or whatever, you know, like yeah. sitting on the hood of a milk truck. I remember that one when he brought the Probably milk got the Animal Crossing street. edition. <laughs> oh, that would be even more hilarious. <laughs> oh, so oh my gosh. It would be, oh, that'd be so good. Because, like, I mean, with some of them, it makes sense, right? Because I know before the Switch came out, like, they even had a few commercials with John Cena. Believe yeah. Or not. Mm. It was, like, him promoting the Switch. Um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, never in a million years, man. No. Never in a million years, what I have assumed. No. Him, uh, you know, playing and, <laughs> and Zelda, of all games, Zelda, you know. I could see, you know, Call of right. Duty or something action-y. Or sure, something. sure. But, no, I'm, I'm a big Zelda fan. Really? <laughs> I've learned something new today, and I need to question life more. Apparently, <laughs> like... I got all the Korok seeds, you know, finish all the shrines. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah! Yeah, exactly. You're just standing there, sitting there playing. Hell yeah! It's like, it's like what? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Just <laughs> that image. I'll never get over that image. No, it's too much. <laughs> no, and then the look that Cody Rhodes shot him when he went, "Oh, bold choice." It's like I thought they were really going to get into a discussion here. I'm like, "Am I really yeah. going to see two wrestlers get into discussion about Zelda games?" I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's, Ocarina I... of Time is by far not the best Zelda game, anyway, <sighs> because it has not aged yeah. as well as much uh, almost any other. Yeah. Game. Yeah, you're right. I, I was always Team Wind Waker personally up until Breath of the Wild, which kind of overtook yes. that. Yeah. Really. So. Wind Waker is, it, it always bounces back and forth between Wind Waker and A Link to the Past for me. Um, I just really like Link to the Past. Um, a great one. But, you know, that was really the game that introduced me to Zelda because I didn't play the NES, you know, Zeldas. So, yeah, you know, that, that, that leans a lot into it. Yeah, when. Wind Waker is really good. I hear the. Where's lead. our, uh, you know, Adventure of Link supporters? That's the best one. Who, who yeah. thinks that one? Yeah. That's. Yeah. I want to meet that person because that'll be funny. Yeah. I. I really. <laughs> like, Why? Want... My favorite. Hey, cool. <laughs> My favorite Zelda game was uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Do you guys remember that? Oh one? yeah. I still have that game. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> no, I, I actually I've never beat a Zelda game. I've played like almost yeah. all of them almost to the end and then i just never get around to finishing them yeah. even ocarina of time like i i got all the way to ganon and then just i was like i'm good i don't need to finish it i know how the story ends he gets, he gets tough at the end man like yeah. especially with yeah. like the mechanics and like the technology at that time where it's just like you had to be patient and have some persistence versus now where there's so much flexibility and accessibility now mm. it's just like you know that not that you know not to say games have gotten easier but they're just a lot more intuitive and ergonomic right. that mm. there's like a sort of comfort in being able to handle those tougher <clears throat> bosses right. like like dark souls 
only works in these current generations. If, if Dark Souls was an N, like an N64 game or a Super Nintendo game, no, that that would have never that would have never happened. Because you look at something like uh, what was tough at the time, like uh, like Ghost, Ghost and Goblins, Goblins right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Ghost and Goblins, yep. yeah. yeah. You know, and, and Battletoads, which has like a two percent completion rate in the entire world. It's like right. it just yeah. right. You can try and imagine though, and play like the Bloodborne remake, and I think they've done it with one of the Souls games as well, where they make it look like it's from like the older eras like mm. ps1 or something yeah <clears throat> yeah i breath of the wild though was the first game in a long time that i had not i couldn't put it down i played that game for 120 130 me. hours and i literally played it every day come home from work play it till go to bed yep. come to work play till go to bed and it's been a long time since a game really great probably red dead redemption was the last game that really sunk its teeth into me like that because red dead redemption was like that for me i just had to play it every night until i beat it um, luckily I Some was games. unemployed at the time, so it was real easy to play all the time. Don't need to clock in. Yeah, I didn't have to clock in. I'd stay up till yeah. Nikki got up and for work, get her up and get her going to work, and then go to bed and then get right. up and do it all over again. It was yeah. like, you know, I was playing eight hours a night. It was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, no, hon, I, I slept with you. I just got up early yeah, so I could help you. Yeah, got up early. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, we did that a lot when I was unemployed because she, you know, she's a heavy sleeper, so I would stay up until she, till time to go for her to go to work, and then I would sleep for a little while and then look for work in the afternoon. So, uh, But, yeah, so so Nathaniel, anything else before we let Dennis loose? Or? Nope, nope, that's pretty much what all I got. Right. Hit it, Dennis. I want to know about Switch Sports. I almost picked that game up, and I didn't. Yeah, so um, so Switch Sports is a lot. Is of it fun. like Wii like, Sports, but on the Switch? Like it looks, uh, or is it? it it's yeah, <laughs> it, it's it that it, that's a pretty like that's a pretty good judgment to make. Yeah, no, it, it is basically that. Um, I, now, however, compared to Wii Sports or even Wii Sports Resort, um, you know, you don't have anywhere near as much content. Right now, you do have the base game there, and you do have what you would expect from. A Nintendo Switch Sports, similar to a Wii Sports, where it's like, here's a selection of sports, go play it, have fun. You know, and then you're using motion controls because that's heavily emphasized in a game like this, right? Yeah. Um, but Nintendo Switch Sports compared to Wii Sports, or in especially Wii Sports Resort, only has, at the moment, six sports, um, which is uh, uh, the sports are volleyball, um, badminton, uh, soccer, uh, bowling... Uh, tennis and uh, Shambara, I believe, is, is what the last one is, um, which is kind of like fencing, sort of, if you're not familiar with uh, Shambara. And uh, and that's the one that I played the least was Shambara. The one I couldn't put down was soccer. Like, soccer and bowling. I already knew I was going to have fun with bowling, right. but soccer was interesting how they did it this time around because it wasn't like what you would expect of just like, yeah, hey, just kick a ball and, you know, then that's basically it, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, just, you know, wave the stick and, you know, and then you'll try to hit a, a you know, you know, just a, just like a, <laughs> like a, like a half court shot basically. Right. You know? um, but now you can, you can play the game like with, it's recommended with two Joy-Con. I don't think you can play it with just one. Um, so it feels like <laughs> a normal game. It's not one that like, overemphasizes the uh, the motion controls like the rest do. Now, you still have to use them if you want to kick the ball or do certain techniques, um, like whether it's a nosedive or just a aerial kick, bicycle kick, downwards kick, so on and so forth. Um, 
but uh but yeah i mean you just play the game like you would uh a normal soccer game and it's like so much fun and the ball's really big it's kind of reminiscent of um kind of akin to how a uh, rocket league is and uh in a weird way i don't want to say it plays similarly because obviously one's a car the other one's a person um but you do kind of have that similar sort of uh, uh foundation um and mindset uh put in place of like you know move you have a button to boost in this case run right and then uh and then yeah and then you just kind of kick the ball and that's that's essentially it there's not crazy mechanics i mean you can pass it to people but Man. no one does that uh, i wish there was <laughs> mods on the switch because i want to see them make it more like rocket league so you could be like flying through the air somehow but it's people that. that would be so ridiculous and i awesome. would love that yeah <laughs> yeah give them jetpacks that's it <laughs> we're good to go jetpacks or flatulence that's <laughs> that would be great. Just a bunch of Wario's <laughs> just running around and oh God. <laughs> see, it's already this. built into the yeah. Nintendo so, yeah, you know, uh, ecosystem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, and like their goals are super, super big and it, and it, it's kinda of reminiscent of uh, uh Lucio Ball as well, for people who are familiar with Overwatch, where uh, you know, again you do have a uh it's is it four V four? It's four V four. Um and and, uh, and yeah, it's just this big ball kind of being thrown around, and uh, yeah, but no specials or anything like that. You just run, and then the stamina runs runs off really, really quick. So um, you don't really run for long, and then like the way it sort of replenishes is so much slower than your usage. So like you kind of have to be very. Um, I don't want to say strategic. It's not like you have to be smart when you play this game, but like you just have to be very mindful, anyways, of you know how you want to use your stamina because you will have to wait a while in order to run again um and then and then if you overuse it then you'll just be exhausted you'll start sweating and then you can you can barely even walk at that point and then you're useless at that point to your team uh so uh but it's so much fun i I love the soccer mode um there's not much to do outside of actually play the games unfortunately i think that's my biggest gripe with it is outside of getting collectibles which are great because i personally love the new me's like the me 2.0s i'm just going to call them that i don't know what their official name is mm-hmm. um but the the me 2.0s those uh they're great I, I think they look amazing they're super cute and like the way you can customize them is uh is really great however in terms of detail even though me's the original me's that we've known for so many years now um, aren't anywhere near as detailed, they're a lot more customizable, right? So, I mean, you used to see people, especially on the 3DS and Wii U days, when you can just, you know, scan a QR code. People used to make characters of anyone and everything, mm-hmm. you know, that you could just download. Um, now with these me, these me 2.0s, you only have a set amount of hairstyles, you only have a set amount of sort of customization, set amount of shirts, set amount of pants, set amount of... Um, did I say hairstyles already? Hairstyles and mm-hmm. hats and... Um, you know, and things like that, and, and you just can't really do much. You can't, like, sort of change the way your face looks, really. You can't change the way, you know, the width of your eyes or, you huh. know, the length of your nose or anything like that. It's very much like, here's three preset templates, take it or leave it, um, you know, and then your customization, any customization you're going do, to be doing isn't so much features for uh, the body, but just purely... Um, you know, aesthetic. You're just it's just apparel. That's where the customization comes in. But even that is lacking in a lot of regards. So everyone kind of looks the same. You know, when you're uh, online, and you just see a lot of huh. doppelgangers. And even when you think you're being doing something unique, you just see a lot of people that kind of look alike. Um, 
And yeah, but that you just unlock uh, cosmetics as you gain levels. But these cosmetics, there is a cap to how many you can unlock because what they do is they have a store that sort of refreshes. Now, now you don't use premium currency. You just use in-game sort of uh, points, if you will. After every 100 points, you get a gift box, and then you can open that gift box, and it'll random, randomly give you uh, what's being offered uh, uh, in the store. Right now, there's two different sets. There's like a cute set, and then just like a fashion, a fashionable set, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, within that day, if not the following day, we unlocked everything, uh, my girlfriend and I. So like, and mind you, these sets are in the store for uh i think one of them said it was at the time 10 days and then the other one was 17 days so they're there for a while if you're unlocking them within the first couple hours of of of, you know you booting up that game it's like you know then you really have nothing to do because there's not you don't get medals anymore there's no bronze gold silver medal anymore there's not Mm. uh time trials there's not anything like that there's no sort of competitive nature to this game that makes you want to you know that incentivizes you to sort of um not necessarily push yourself but you know keep going back and kind of give more uh uh uh, emphasis to to the competitive nature of the game you know it's almost too casual you know i like casual you know i I, I was having an amazing time with the game um but it, it almost gets too casual to the point where it's like you start to it feels um sort of shallow uh for lack of a better word you yeah. know Sounds and it's uh just, it's weird i yeah, kind uh, of expected them to have some sort of like health aspect to it since they've dabbled in that as well right, that's like, why, yeah. why not combine the two together and create this right. you know full package yeah especially with uh, the success of ring fit adventure you can easily capitalize on that and sort of duplicate that success with nintendo switch sports um but i i mean they already sold a bunch of copies from what i've seen from early numbers and stuff like that so i mean clearly you know mm-hmm. hey, to them it's it's going to be a success but right. um, you think it's like but, a covid thing where they just didn't have time to implement a bunch of stuff and they just kind of put I, out because they wanted to hit a schedule and not have it delayed or something yeah. Yes and no. I think there's this new mindset now of like, I think Nintendo doesn't want to replicate what happened with the Wii U, which the biggest problem with the Wii U, it had honestly had nothing to do with the hardware. It was had everything to do with software, right? Mm. And even Nintendo's own first party releases, never mind third party. Nintendo's own first party releases, there were such huge droughts between every single release, right? right? Mario 3D World would come out, six, seven, eight months would pass by before another Nintendo published right. title came out, right? So you had to rely on everything in between, the third parties in between, but even then, they weren't really outputting much because mm-hmm. of the you know the lack of sales and just the lack of belief of the Wii U, right? Um, so, and yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just a troubling time. So um, I, I think rather than, even though there were great games on the Wii U and pretty much that entire library at this point has been ported over to the, to the Switch um, to give everything sort of second life, and deservingly so, because, again, there's a lot of great games. Um, I think there's a new sort of belief that Nintendo has where it's just like, if we can get a game to a state where it is playable and enjoyable um, for longer than a set amount of hours, let's go ahead and put it out. It's bug-free. It's pretty much done and can be sold as is, but we do want to add more content. So I think in the case of Nintendo Switch Sports, rather than have it come out, let's just say in August, they're like, look, it's April, or it was April when it came out. Let's 
go ahead and get this out because they do have a roadmap planned for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, versus you know, we sports where it was just like. Here it is. Right. Tons of content. Yeah. Have fun with it. It's packed in with all your Wii's also. <clears throat> and even when Wii Sports Resort came out, huge amount of content in yeah. there. Um, and just just an incredible, incredible game. So I think right now it's just like, you know, let's get it out. We have stuff here that'll keep people busy. Um, but even though it's not everything that we want to put in here, I think what we see right now with Nintendo Switch Sports is probably 70, 75% of what I think they really want to do with it. Because later down the line in a couple of months, we're going to get golf. Right. I know a couple of the current games are going to get enhancements, um, and then we probably will see those time trials and things like that. Right. So, and and uh, of course, you're going to get more customization items and things like that. So, I think they're going to try to turn this into a sort of live service game. And you know, to be fair, I think it would be more problematic if this game was being sold for sixty dollars. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. It was forty digitally, anyways. If if you get it physically, it comes with the leg strap, so that's an additional ten dollars tacked onto it. So it's fifty dollars for a physical copy. Um, but you don't really have to. Work worry about that if you had ring fit adventure prior to that like me so because that comes with their leg strap anyway so you know then then you just have to pay forty dollars and you're good to go um and even then they're sold separately and they're not hard to find and i'm sure there's a bunch of third-party leg straps anyways you probably get for even cheaper three four five bucks called roll a duct tape (laughs) rubber band (laughs) (laughs) elastic strap that's Um, (laughs) that's right Industrial stapler. Well, you know, that's what a lot of companies are going through right now. You look at, especially like Xbox, you know, they, you know, uh, know, November was uh, Forza, you know, December was Halo, and then it's been nothing first party with hardly any even announcements of, you know, what's going on. And Sony had, what was it, uh, Horizon in February, and it's kind of been quiet there too. So, you know, it's kind of like, I get the... You know, we got a bam, 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 bam. You know that what well, that first year of Switch was like that. It was like every freaking month there yeah, it was, was crazy. Every a month big was game yeah. was coming out. You know, yeah. and it was it was like I don't even have time to finish this because now this is coming out, and I you know I right. buy it, and I won't play it because I just want it. You know, it's but yeah, it just seems. It sounds like you're probably right with with the sports. You know, it's just weird how some of the some of the things that you would expect to be in there is not there. It, it just kind of feels like early access at the moment, but yeah. like it's really good though. Again, it's really good. I'm not hating on the game. Right, I love the right. game, you know. You know, and like, and it's it's so much fun. And I mean, I was I was so sore after that first couple of days of playing it. Um, so so clearly it's you know it's got me active, <laughs> you yeah. know. But um, so but yeah, I mean in terms, but when you compare it to something like Ring Fit Adventure, I, I I personally had so much more fun with Ring Fit Adventure, and it just felt like such a complete unique experience. For some Nintendo Switch Sports, almost feels like a like deja vu, but something that is almost taken advantage of, right? Of just like, hey, let's mm-hmm. take advantage. You know, we want to go back. We want to, you know, go back to those those golden days of Wii Sports. Let's kind of right. do that again, but in the modern day, which is all fine and dandy. But again, there's a whole new set of grandmas. How are we going to sell them a yeah, Switch? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. You know, I, 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 I wonder how many. I wonder how many Switches. This will, so you're not wrong. You know, it's. I mean, you know, because. Yeah. They were sticking we use in in nursing homes, you know, using yep, Wii Sports, yeah. and yeah, and there's still Wii nursing Fit, homes yeah. that use Wii Sports to this day, you know. Yep. So it's like, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that hey, you know, they'll start selling more consoles to places that they may not sell it before. Um, because hey, look, if that. there's a demographic that you can tap into, mm-hmm. they'll do it. You know, it's it's, you know, if it makes sense. So right. Uh, but but yeah, I mean honestly, like for forty dollars, I mean it's it's I mean I, again, 
I, do I think it's worth the $40? Yeah, absolutely. Now, if it was $60, that's when we would start having a different conversation. Right. right? That's when it would be like, what, what, what if this was $10 per minigame? At this point, you know, because this, this is ridiculous. Right. Um, and at that point, you may as well just sell it separately, kind of like what they did with, um, what was it? Uh, what was it? Wii Sports Resort? They did something yeah, on the Wii Yeah, it was Wii, Wii Sports Resort. Wii, was it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I, couldn't, I can't remember. Yeah. But I, do, I remember. And you, you could that. buy the physical disc, and it would have a compilation, I think, of, of some right. of them on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but if you got it digitally, you could actually just pick and choose which ones you wanted yeah. um, for, for a set price. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So, like, you know, it, it's... And it made sense for that at the time, um, uh, but again, for forty dollars, you know, it, I I think it's good. You know, uh, you know, I, I I like it a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, it has a lot of replay value. The bowling, especially, I love it. Um, you know, I, I it's hard to get bored of. How a do game you like do the bowling? I think the bowling would be worse than Wii Sports for me, just because of the Wii Remote being something a little bit bigger and just the configuration of it with the way the trigger works. It just was so super awesome for bowling that yeah. like. Imagining doing it with the tinier, you know, stuff now, just like it wouldn't feel the same. Still be fun, though. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it it works. I mean, it worked for me. Um, I, there, there was more of, I think, a, a, a natural comfort to the Wiimote. You're right, but um, but again, it this, the control scheme is the same. You're going to hold the trigger to kind of you know before you let go of it. Um, and yeah, are, are they selling any of those like plastic add-ons for the for the <laughs> oh, Switch Joy-Cons? Like the tennis rackets the, and the tennis stuff racket. back in the day? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, as far as I know, they probably will. I mean, it's... Can, can we get will. a plastic bowling ball that you put that into? And At the very least, somebody <laughs> will exist. 3D print those, I'm sure. Yeah, well, they, they do exist because I remember like we used to sell them at GameStop, but I can't remember why the reason was like, like what was out at the time that utilize something like that it might have just been mario tennis aces and i think probably just using the motion controls or something like that um I, but... I, I think it was just a a variety like it came with add-ons for like what baseball and, and tennis and, uh-huh. yeah I remember uh, that. so those were all wii sports games because there was even like the the golfing one right and the baseball so, bat um, and yeah the yeah, baseball bat because we bought a wii uh, a whole wii set and it came with those nerf Things. And those things, those things were so gross. So they'd come through GameStop and they just oh have like yeah. kid gross, gross all over yeah, them. Just had kid dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. Like right. A lot of the time, they they originally. I'm pretty sure when they're sold, they're typically white. But when you would get them, they'd be... they wait. They came in white. <laughs> I, I I thought they they came in in multicolor crayon and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> from what I've heard, from what I've heard, I, I can't confirm it. I can't confirm. It. But just from what I've seen in the scriptures, yeah. That's, that's I've, seen I've seen all of the Crayola 42, right? <laughs> every tone, every 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 hex code, all of it. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, like, 16 million colors. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is FF000. Yeah, no, of course I know this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is my favorite shade of green. <laughs> but yeah, like the... Uh, the the but like but those peripherals like do exist for the Joy-Con um and uh but it, uh it, you don't really need them for Nintendo Switch Sports I think everything feels just right and yeah the Joy-Con are smaller but they they feel they like they like they feel they, oh my what am I trying to say they fit in the palm of my hand yeah. um so and so you know you you kind of have naturally a better grip to it versus the sort of lengthiness and the weight of a Wiimote that's why people were just 
tossing them all the time. Yeah, I was like, you how know? are you going to break a TV that way? Come on, we need more heft. <laughs> oh. No, they they include the strap now. You can't sue them. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> right. But somebody, I did see a video where somebody did break their TV day one. Uh. That's true. They did. They did. But and they launched. I mean, assuming we saw the same video, they launched that thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was at a speed. It was supersonic speed. It was crazy. Grief. Give that person a baseball and see what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh but yeah no it's it's a great game i mean honestly i i do recommend uh picking it up in the future if you know if there's nothing else at the moment that you're playing or or nothing in the immediate future you think you're going to be picking up it's definitely worth picking up to you know to play with your significant other but even even if you're just playing alone like it's great because the online mode um is is just a lot of fun and and it's really well balanced too so far from my experience i can't speak for everybody obviously but from my experience it's pretty well balanced and uh, i have i have a great time so um and for again for forty dollars it's great. Yeah. For sixty dollars, would have been a much different story, you know. And I, I think I would have been equally as upset even for fifty dollars if I bought it physically, you know. But we got it. We got it digitally, um, which I, I, again, forty dollars is a, is a reasonable price for it. So, um, and you, again, you don't need the leg strap because nothing uses it at the moment. That's the part that kills me. Here's a physical copy of a game with a peripheral that you cannot use yet because the leg strap is part of a future update that soccer's going to get, so you can start doing some little kickoff mode. Yeah that utilizes that otherwise at the moment you don't need it you don't need it at all so why why, why about just get it digitally do yourself a favor just get it digitally plus it's, it's a great drop in drop out type of game right so like you know if, even if you only want to play for 10 minutes like that's going to be a pain to just constantly switch those cartridges all the time so like i think it's a great digital uh, uh game to me personally but yeah. um yeah and then considering you know again physically you get a peripheral that is absolutely worthless to you right now um you know assuming you don't have you know, Ring Fit Adventure, which you can use that bit for that, but otherwise, you know, if it's solely for Nintendo Switch Sports, it's not going to serve you any good um, at the moment. But, uh, but yeah, um, we were talking about bug snacks uh, earlier. Now, here's the thing: everyone seems to sort of reflect what Robert was saying earlier, right? The enthusiasm for it and stuff like that. I'm kind of on the flip side. Um, since it came to Game Pass, I, I, you know, I've been playing it a little bit. Um, I I, I liked the bit that I played, and I thought it was cute. However, I don't know if I just wasn't playing it right, or maybe I was expecting something different, but I couldn't 100% click with it. And I think I just found it annoying to... Because, uh, Rob, you said it was sort of similar to Pokemon, and I can see it in terms of like the design of these creatures and how they repeat their names over and over yeah. again. But I... I it felt more like a really slow, boring version <clears throat> of like, like I felt like a ranger, like Pokemon Ranger even, um, yeah. where I just I had to sit down, put the traps down. Now I, I noticed the wheel had a lot of empty spots. Is there more to it later down the line <sighs> that gives you more flexibility that opens the yeah, game? Yeah, cap- capturing them can get very complicated, especially if you only have one or two items. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you care if I spoil what some of these items are. Um, I mean, there's. What do, you, what do you have so far? So I don't. I don't go over it. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can. Well, you got you got your net you right. You got your uh, net yeah. that that yeah. you can just hit hit. Well, for me, square, uh, yeah. and it, it catches them. Uh, yeah. And then you have your your trap that you deploy, and that if if they walk into it, you can you can catch them. Right. Um, so then you're going to get. Up. Yep, you you, you have the slingshot, right? So with the slingshot, there is I I don't know, like seven or eight different 
condiments that that you're going to be able to utilize. Uh, and 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 if you use your camera on each of these and you and you snap each of them, you'll see like, oh, well, this well, bunger likes ketchup, right? So, oh, how do I catch a bunger? He just gets ma- angry at me and like charges me. Yeah. Well, oh, there's another bunger here. What if I shoot bunger with ketchup? And then the other bunger's like, oh, hell yeah, let me go get me some ketchup. And he like charges the other bunger, <laughs> yeah. right? And so then you can catch yeah. you can catch that bunger, yeah. right? Uh, so that there's also this like suction cup gun that you will be able to shoot on things. You attach to a surface, you shoot onto another thing. Uh, and this thing can be used in, in a multitude of different ways. You can just use the, the string that it deploys as like a tight or as a, a clothesline, so to speak, yeah. where, oh, this, this bunger is now charging at me, but he's going to hit this clothesline and it's going to knock his ass out, right? And right. so then you can run up and you can catch him. Well, maybe maybe it's a, a I almost said Pokemon. Maybe it's a bug snack that <laughs> that that is too strong for this yeah. clothesline. But I don't I don't know. He's weak to to fire. Well, oh, I can take this this suction cup gun. I can um, connect it to this rock and I can shoot the the other end to this torch. And now it catches the clothesline on fire. So now I can lure this other dude over here who's weak to fire. Um, so there's all kinds of different combinations of these tools that you can yeah. use. There's a there's a uh, a spring loaded platform that you can launch things. Now whether you're launching yourself or uh, maybe another item, you, you get the you get a uh, a captured strabby, which is like you know little strawberry with eyes uh, yep. in this like sphere that you can use a laser pointer on your watch to to navigate the yeah. sphere around, which is going to be used for um, different. Uh, different puzzles to unlock areas, or uh, there are some bug snacks that hide in tunnels that you can't see or get to. Oh, you chase them out with with this little strabby in a ball. Um, what else is there? I'm, I'm, I'm blinking now. I mean, basically, uh, once there's... you get past the first part, it's pretty straightforward. But once you get past, like, here's some of the basics. Once you get a few more tools, it's a lot more of just a puzzle game almost. Yeah, it's like, okay, like every, every thing, single. How do catch. I get it? Exactly. Yeah. Every, every catch capture that you get after that first area or first and a half area of the game, there's going to be some sort of puzzle to it. Um, okay. You know, for the, the just because it's in my mind and I don't remember all the early stages that well, but uh, with like the latest area in the game, there was this this uh, this creature, this bug stack that I didn't even know was there and, until I got this massive egg that I used my grappling gun to, to pull over to this massive, like, egg cracker. It's, like, got a spoon on it, and it goes whack, and it, like, breaks yeah. this egg open. And now comes this, like, flaming tikka masala bird thing. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just, and it's always on fire. And it's like, well, how do I get this? this flaming dude who's in the sky he's too big for me to get so you know like i was saying earlier you got to make them small so you got to find whatever the nearest uh shrink spice is to to shrink him in, in combination with luring him out of his path and the path of each of the bug snacks is revealed by taking the picture of it again it'll then show like a purple trail that you can see what their normal path is and it's like okay well he likes I don't know, uh, hot sauce or something, right? And yeah. and I'm going to shoot this this tree over here that's near this uh, frozen mochi worm, right? And uh, th- as their their path gets close enough, he's lured over, and the mochi attacks it and and you know freezes it. So now he's 
he's no longer on fire. I use my shrink spice. I go on there while he's in his like days and I, I capture him. Maybe, maybe I planted a trap there because I don't want that mochi to, to get mad at me and come after me instead. He falls yeah. into the trap. I deploy my trap and we get him. And that's just one, one thing. I still don't know how to catch the mochi. You know, like I got, I got the yeah. tikka masala bird, but I don't yeah. know how to catch the mochi yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just a, it's a whole different thing for everyone. And, and you start looking around, and you're like, oh, I got this, the flaming torch over here. What can I do with this? What can it attach to? Do I need to uh, propel myself up to here or use my my strabby ball? What can I grapple? And it's just it's just really it, it really opens up to see how creative you can be, um, and that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I definitely want to give it more um, of a chance. Um, I think, I think I just probably just started it at a bad time, probably because, uh, well, to lead on to my next game, I started playing Trek to Yomi, and mm. my God, my God, I love this game. <laughs> the, I, man, it looks really pretty. Awesome. I haven't really downloaded yeah. too. I have not yet played it yet. I haven't booted up the Xbox this weekend. Yeah, so. it's it's been it's been tough to to put down. Thank. God, it came to Game Pass. But honestly, even if it didn't, it was probably a game that I was probably going to buy. Yeah, it looked like one that I was going to buy anyway. Yeah. Uh, But since it's on Game Pass, obviously I've been uh, playing it through there. And, uh, man, if you loved Ghost of Tsushima, um, this game is almost even more authentic, I would say, than Ghost of Tsushima, just in terms of, like, culture and time period Mm. and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure how authentic Ghost of Tsushima is, but... But But does it let me show my butt when I get out of the hot springs? (laughs) Uh, Well, this... No, unfortunately not. That's it, I'm out. I'm not even booting it up. Not even interested. Uh, You lost my interest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why it's not exclusive, unfortunately. So, but but yeah, no. Uh, Trek to Yomi is such an interesting, unique game, and it's weird to say I've played games like this before because, in a way, I sort of haven't. Because it takes the formula of what we know of a linear sort of side scroller, something that we would see in games. You know, the more famous ones being stuff like you know Limbo and Inside, Little Nightmare, stuff like that, where you're going just from point A to point Z in just one linear path. Right. That's what you're doing here. However, there are a lot of areas in which you have full 3d movement you can go you know there's not only i mean there's an x y and a z axis right so like you have full 3d motion um but when you're actually in the battles those are in uh, uh side-scrolling fashion and there's a lot that's sort of reminiscent to uh, the iconic sort of hallway scene from old boy right like you have a <laughs> lot of people coming at you and you just kind of have to keep going back and forth um you know with your katana just you know, uh, 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 you know, basically slaughtering these people, and uh, the entire game is in black and white, um, as far as I know. I don't know if after you beat the game, maybe there's a color mode, uh, or if there's going to be a patch later down the line that allows a color mode. But it is very much um, entirely in black and white, kind of reminiscent to older, um, you know, those old sort of samurai hmm. uh, films. We're talking from the 1930s and 40s, right? Uh, like, uh, what's what's one of them? Like, uh, you know, like. Uh, seven seven samurai seven samurai thank you yeah stuff like that and uh probably most famously seven samurai um and yeah it's 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 stunning it's a beautiful beautiful game i mean it's 
you have collectibles um, that are kind of scattered everywhere, which kind of incentivize you to go and explore. Um, but man, every camera angle is fixed, right? So you kind of have that old school sense to it where you have a, um, those fixed camera angles. And they do follow you sometimes, but otherwise it is going to kind of be reminiscent of like you know, those old PS1 titles, stuff like Resident Evil, you know, Parasite Eve, Silent Hill, so on and so forth, where you have those fixed camera angles every time you enter a new area. Um, uh, but every angle is like just this amazing piece of cinematography because the the game even presents itself like a film right you have the black mm -hmm. bars everything's it's done in like a 21:9 sort of uh, uh uh ratio and um it is just everything about it is just I mean, just truly stunning. I mean, I've taken so many photos at this point. Like, it's insane. Yeah, I saw your tweets. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I have more to follow up with those tweets, believe I me. Figured. But, like, it's... <laughs> but, like, for a game that doesn't have a photo mode, it's like, my God. Like, I can just hit that screenshot button at almost any time and just have, bam, just a beautiful shot right there. Yeah. Um, it is... I, I can't recommend this game enough if you're a fan of side-scrolling um games and uh narrative driven games and uh and those are my favorite uh, adventure games like so. those. yeah yeah i almost is... i almost just bought it on the steam deck the other day it's like i might end up wanting to play it more on the steam deck than on it Xbox. probably it's worth it it's worth it honestly yeah. um it's it's fantastic and that's what's really been taking up my time over these last couple of days um is trek to yomi uh i was excited for that one for a while but like you know and then and then it kind of like they announced it a while back and then you just kind of didn't hear about it for a bit but then like Days leading up to its release, especially with it coming out on Game Pass, you know, Xbox, you know, promoting promoting it like crazy, and then uh, Devolver Digital, of course, who, who published it. Um, and I was just like, that's right. That's right. I remember you. Yeah. I remember you. Oh, well, they, yeah, it was on the <laughs> State of Play, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that game's coming to Game Pass. Let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sony put it on the State of Play. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's coming yeah. to Game Pass. I forgot about that. Yeah. And they're over here, like, the way they chose their words wisely, making it seem like it's exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be on Game Pass, man. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to download you there. Like, but, uh, but, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's... It's fantastic. I mean, I, I really can't recommend this game enough. I mean, I think it's normally twenty bucks too. Mm -hmm. I yep. think that's the normal bucks. MSRP for it. Yeah. Like, my God, what an incredible twenty dollars to spend on this game! Mm -hmm. Like, my God. And then if you have Game Pass, it'll be twenty percent off anyways because it's twenty percent right. off of any game that's on Game Pass. So mm -hmm. and then you can get it for sixteen dollars. My God, just just buy it. Just yeah. buy it. Just go ahead know, and buy just, it. it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I can't recommend this game enough. It's so so good. And the game is split up into chapters. And the cinematics are really, really great. And all the angles, I'm telling you, because like if you're thinking it's just going to be side scroller the whole time, it is not. Okay. Like again, it's side, it's a, it's side scroller for one section. Then maybe the camera angle will change. Then you'll have that full 3D motion, and then maybe a cinematic will hit, and then you'll go into like right there in front of your face or over the shoulder or stuff like that. Like oh man, it's so dynamic. The um, uh, the art direction and just uh, the creative direction of it is it's fantastic. I mean, it's just. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. I mean, it really. I mean, after we're done with this podcast, I'm probably going to go and, you know, keep uh, yeah. keep keep playing that. I, I put a couple hours into it. I don't know how many chapters it has. I'm on. I'm about to finish chapter four at the moment. Um, but it feels like it's kind of slowly but surely getting to that peak. So it I don't seem think like it's real long because um, I've seen yeah. some people that like finished it like the very next day after it came out. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh -huh. Which is great, honestly, just because like for a game like this, like the pacing is fantastic. So like you know, it's not a game that you know, needs to be long. Like, do what you need to do and do it great and then just call it a day, yeah. you know? Because I'd rather, I'd rather have a short, amazing game that doesn't overstay its welcome versus, like, this big, gigantic 100-plus-hour game that's, like, 
mediocre. You know, I just, I, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the game is absolutely fantastic, and uh, the presentation of it all is, okay. is just jaw-dropping. Looks honestly. like the main uh, story takes about five hours. Okay. Five hours and forty minutes. It says leisurely. Um, usually the average was four hours and 51. If you do the extras, okay. it boots it somewhere between six and seven. Or if you fully okay. complete it, it's like eight hours. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, because there's collectibles, and each chapter has a set amount of collectibles, and it tells you like which collectibles you've gotten. So, um, But I don't know. Again, I'm, I still haven't beaten the game yet, um, but I don't know. Hopefully there's going to be, after you're done with it, not only a chapter select, but more of like a, an area select too, just because... Um, you know, a lot of these chapters, I've actually all of them. I've only missed one collectible so far, so I've gotten them all. You know, I've I've done pretty well at uh, I'm pretty good about exploring and stuff like that because I'm always curious. Um, but I, the the fact that I've missed one in in every chapter so far is driving me crazy. So like I you know I want to go back, but I don't want to have to go and you know do the whole chapter over again because some of these chapters right. are long you know and then so i don't i just don't want to do some of these battles again because some of those battles were sort of uh uh, uh lengthy as well because they can get hard um now over time if you're exploring you know if you go through the whole game without exploring then you're probably going to be with the set amount of health and the same set amount of health and stamina the entire time but if you're exploring you're going to be doing yourself a big benefit because you'll get health upgrades and stamina upgrades and you're going to need those health upgrades and stamina upgrades like crazy that way you can swing more run more and take more hits because the further you get down you know the enemies themselves don't necessarily get harder but there's more of them right so like it, it just it kind of becomes um a numbers game at that point you got to you got to play it very smart like you can't just start hacking and slashing away right like you gotta like you need to block you you will be forced to block or you will not do anything you need to parry and if you don't parry um you know then that's you know it's that's going to be too bad for you because it's they're literally going to be slashing away because usually when they slash um they get priority over you so uh so you it's almost the game's almost in a way forcing you to learn how to block right. um so uh but i like that though because it's more <clears throat> methodical and it makes you sort of you know more into the shoes of you know of the side that you're playing as you know and, right. and uh you know not just going in and slashing away being this you know godlike character like you are going in there with honor and and you know just taking enemies out one by one you know you and your blade you know very uh uh in a very like sophisticated and uh uh methodical just, yeah methodical <laughs> way right so uh so yeah, but yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough. Trek Diomi, fantastic! It's definitely one of those chef's kiss games, yeah. um, and uh, I can't recommend it enough. I, I think this is one of the the uh, uh, best games to come out in the you know uh, probably in the last couple of months. Um, definitely one of the best games to come out uh, lately um, on Game Pass, and you know depending on how the rest of the year goes, we'll see because it might you know when we yeah. have our top ten, will it be there? Maybe we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So in in addition to that, um, I've been playing uh, 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 Gray Skies, which is a sort of game that uh, has its universe take place in War of the Worlds, right? Mm. So, mm -hmm. and it's an interesting game. Um, I think I'm at I'm almost at the end right now. I was playing a little bit actually before we got on on the, on the podcast here, and I've been playing it on the Switch. 
not the prettiest game on the Switch. Like, if you see what it really looks like, like, the game's actually, like, I mean, it's not going to blow you away. But the game actually, like, looks good. It looks crisp. It looks clean. Uh, but on the Switch, you know, it, it could, you know, it could, it could use some, um, use some work but uh but the game runs great and that's the most important part right where it's just like here's a game that 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 finally like it doesn't it doesn't look too too bad but you can see that there's a big difference and uh but most importantly it runs great like it doesn't you know you don't get frame drops really at least not to not in my experience you know you don't really uh chug too much um and uh you know it, it works for the type of game that it is it's not 60 frames but you do get a solid 30 and uh, but you don't need 60 for a game like this and uh but yeah it just takes place in uh war of the worlds it's a story that takes sort of uh it it, it the timeline is sort of shortly after uh the basically all those crazy alien robots whatever like show up mm-hmm. and uh you play as a character that survives um a plane crash and yeah, and then basically, since you're so disoriented the whole game, you're just like, what What in the world, like, you know, just happened? Because uh, your plane crashed because of all of this happening. And uh, and then, yeah, and, and the game, in a weird way, it has its problems, right? If you look it up on Steam, the reviews aren't the best. Um, they're not the worst, but they're not the best. <clears throat> and a big part of that, I think, comes down to a lack of polish and just an extreme amount of jank that it has because there is a lot of collision detection issues. Um, I'll be running, especially like this one segment I just did earlier where I had to run away from one of the big uh, robots, the tripods. And uh, they, they, I kept getting hit no matter what, no matter what, no matter if I was taking cover or whatever. And then every time I tried to move, I was hitting something invisible. I, I don't know what I was hitting, but like, I, I, it could have could have been a leaf. I I don't know, but a leaf was enough to stop me dead in my tracks, you know. And and it was just it was too much. And uh, and but yeah, but after a couple of tries, I was finally able to get through it. But there's a lot of collision detection issues mm. when you're going upstairs and you just randomly stop all the time, like just constantly just coming to a standstill. And I'm like, it just it drives me crazy. But uh, but the atmosphere is really really great. Um, the music is fantastic. It really set the tone for everything. Um, the exploration moments are what I like the most. I'm not too crazy for the stealth or the combat. I, the combat, I use that term loosely because there's not really combat. You're not going to be defending yourself. You don't you don't have a gun or anything like that. You can't go up behind people and chokehold them. Um, but you get these random sort of they call themselves the the controlled and uh, that sort of like lightning bolt their way down like Thor and uh, you can put traps down you can throw a a water jar and then that'll break and then you can take um, this like little electrical sort of bomb that you have throw it down and it'll create sort of electrical pit so when they walk into it Mm. they die right so you can do stuff like that but honestly like a lot of that stuff is sort of pointless and because you can just run past everybody Um, but even when you can't um there, again, because of the collision detection, it becomes a problem because it, it's easy to get stuck in a corner, especially if they've got you cornered because you can't run past them. You can't, even if you feel like you have enough room to just sort of like, you know, you know, kind of squeeze by, that, that's not happening. Um, it's just like a brick wall if someone's in front of you and then you just have to take it. That's it until you die and then you restart at the last checkpoint. The checkpoints, by the way, which are not the most forgiving mm. sometimes you have to restart entire entire areas oh, and i'm, see, I'm talking that. like after, i so do i so do i 
Um, but honestly, like looking back on it, you can probably go through the whole game without dying, um, except for that one part where you're running away from the tripod. That no, you you will die there, because <laughs> um, that part's just broken. Uh, but other than that, like you can probably get through the whole game without dying. Um, but it's, I think if this was from a studio, because this is such a great idea, and they just missed the mark. Um, again, there's a lot of issues with it, and you can tell it was it just kind of came down to like budget issues, yeah. um, but and probably just manpower and uh, time as well. Um, but their hearts in the right place, I think, in in this game, and the atmosphere is good. I just wish we saw more of the robots because I'm a couple hours into this game, and I've seen maybe two the entire time. Otherwise, huh. it just kind of feels like a really like cheap ripoff of like The Last of Us. Yeah. You're gonna be, you know, crouching a lot, you know, going around corners. You know, you got your backpack, um, which you're going to be holding a lot of crafting materials in because you can craft what I was talking about earlier, the water jars and the the uh, the explosives and the electricity and the flashbangs and stuff like that. Um, and then you can upgrade your stuff and your personal sort of passive abilities um, at these first aid tents. And over there, you can not only unlock new things to craft, and there's not much. There's like maybe five things, you know, so um, they don't overwhelm you with stuff. Um but uh, there's two categories. You can have, you know, uh, th things to craft and then upgrade um, uh, things on your person. So not only your health, but you can upgrade the amount of items you can carry, right? So let's just say you can only craft, um, craft up to three items at once. You know, once you do that first upgrade, you can craft up to eight, you know, or ten, or, you know, so, so on and so forth. And then uh, you have a focus ability, kind of similar to you know Tomb Raider or Last of Us, right? Where you can crouch and kind of see through walls, sort of. You know, if you know if you hear something, you can kind of see a silhouette of um, of uh, of an enemy. And uh, and then yeah, upgrading that, you can increase the distance at which you you know are able to focus, and so on and so forth. So, but again, there's not there's maybe like five or six in each category, and then that's it. Um, there is a new game plus, so chances are you won't unlock everything on the first run. You will have to uh, play new game plus. And how you unlock everything is um, basically you get these things called red weed extracts, and you use those to uh, upgrade whatever it is you want to upgrade. So, mm -hmm. um, but their heart's in the right place. And um, honestly, I'm liking the game so far, even though it's you can tell it's definitely just a low budget project. Um, um, I, you know, if I think. I do wish we had more games like this, not in the way that it's played because we have a bunch of games like this, but more games like this in terms of like, I guess I would like to see more book adaptations or, you know, or just uni universal adaptations of just like, because War of the Worlds has been around, when did the first one, like, never mind the Tom Cruise one, the original one came out, the film, came out in what, 1950, 1955? Like Something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, are you going back to the actual, like, novel? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, are you <laughs> going back to the novel, or are you going back yeah. to the, the novel? You know, and there was even, what, uh, 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 it was on the radio before the movie was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, drama. yeah. So, mm -hmm. I'm trying to look it's here, hard. and all it brings me up is the War of the Worlds 2005. I'm like, nope, that's yeah, not no, the not, one. That's the time, Yeah, not that one. Um, okay, uh, the original broadcast of Orson Welles' uh, dramatization was October 30th, 1938. Wow, 1938, that's crazy. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. My God, that's crazy. But yeah, that, um, that, I love that universe. Honestly, I don't know what it is. There's just something about... I mean, I'm just a big 
fan of sci-fi in general, right? So maybe I'm a little biased. But but the War of the Worlds has always been sort of like unique compared to other um, sort of takes on sci-fi and the extraterrestrial things and mm. stuff like that and the narrative and, and and how people survive in those circumstances. Um, and Off on the again, aliens and they win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and again, I, I think I think their heart's in the right place with this game. Um, it's just there's a little too much focus on the enemies. I wish there was more focus on the exploration. I mean, like there's a nice balance because like you you do when when you're going from chapter to chapter, area to area, you do have the area like a massive area in which you're going to explore and just kind of look for items or look for keys and do like sort of very tiny subtle puzzles um, to sort of progress. You know, but then you will have those stealth sections, right? That you're forced to do. Um, or, you know, me the last, you know, hour before uh, we got on the podcast, I just stopped caring. I just started running. I don't care if you see me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you see me. Like, I'm, I'm done stealthing because you walk really slow. That's the problem with this game, also, is you walk really, really slow. The sprint isn't too bad, but you walk really, really slow. And sometimes I'm just like, man, you know what? Like, I just, I, I just, I'm done with this area. Like, I just want to, I just want to move on, you know? Um, so, you, you know, uh, in the original, in the first novel, I did not realize this. Uh, War of the Worlds is a science fiction novel. End of the 1800s, right? 1897. Like right before 1900, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize oh my that. You know, my, grand, my grandmother, my father's mother, was born in 1899. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? This book? That's crazy. It doesn't... It's been around a long time. Yeah, it, I, I, I knew it had been around a long time. I did not realize it had been around that long. You know, I thought it was yeah. 1930s. You know, I didn't realize it was like, Still, the eighteen hundreds, you know, late eighteen wow. hundreds was written. Okay, that's the same. Yeah, yeah I would is. have never thought it went back that far. Like early nineteen hundreds, <laughs> yeah, I could see, I could see that. Yeah, but late, what eighteen, eighteen, what eighteen ninety, ninety seven, ninety seven. My God, yeah, that's crazy. I just learned something new today. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we probably all did. <laughs> My yeah. God, that's that's uh, insane. Yeah, it that's is. insane. But but it also shows, I think, you know, the reason why. You know, stories like that and literary arts like that sort of stand the test of time is because they mean something. Yeah. And they kind of open your eyes to something like that. And it's a wonder why we, in the case of War of the Worlds, being as known as it is, even if people just know the Tom Cruise movie, it's a wonder why we haven't gotten more that takes advantage of everything there. You know, the tripods and yeah. that universe and the zapping of the people, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's like there's so much to do with uh, with the content that's there, and you just don't ever see that. So I'm glad this game exists, um, but uh, you know, it, it, it being an being an indie game isn't the problem. It was just the fact that there's, I think, probably just a lack of manpower yeah. and a lack of budget that caused a lot of sort of uh, jankiness with the game. Um, and there's even a part. It was really funny. There's a part where you're in this hotel, and you, when you go into the pool area, when I walked into the pool area, there's a sign. Actually, I tweeted about it. Actually, I, I put, posted a photo of the, t- the sign. It said, "It said, please do not swim." And I didn't think much of it. I was like, "Oh, okay, it's just a please do not swim sign because it's probably closed. The pool's closed." But then under it, it said, "There's not an animation for it." <laughs> <laughs> and, and that made please, me laugh. Please do not swim because there's not an animation yeah. for it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <sighs> so I liked, I liked that. So I, I kind of liked that they were sort of like self-aware in that regard. Um, but again, the atmosphere is great. I really love the exploration parts of it. Um, and uh, the game, for the most part, is well-paced. It, it's not too long of a game. Again, I, you know, I only put a, a few hours into it. I, I see people beating it in like an hour and a half. You know, 
Um, uh, I, I'm spending a little bit longer because I am trying to get every single little thing I can't help myself. I like to explore. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's that's you know it, it's it's I'm liking it so far. And again, it runs well on the Switch. It doesn't look the best, but so long as it runs well, I'm happy. Yeah. And I, the reason why I got it on Switch also is because it was on sale for I think two or three dollars on the. Oh, that's not bad. It's like fifteen bucks yeah. on Steam. So yeah, see, I wouldn't have paid fifteen for it because <laughs> it's either fifteen or twenty also on the eShop. But because uh, it might have gotten that Switch tax, I can't remember. Yeah. But like two or three bucks, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, um, I, you know, I, I I could go for something like this right now. And there is a follow up game, but I think if I'm not mistaken, that game is. Uh, not as well received, yeah. um, but uh, but we'll see. I'll take a look into it um, after I'm done with this. Um, again, I really like War of the Worlds a lot, and I wish there was more done with it. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. So you know, if if it goes on sale again for two or three bucks on the Switch, I think it's definitely worth the two or three three dollars. Just be warned that you know it is, you know, clunky. Um, it, yeah. it does feel like that typical sort of indie Steam release where it's just like here's a game that's probably borderline playable. It's going to be a lot of broken elements to it. Um, I actually, right before we got on, I somehow fell. I'm, I'm on this ship. I'm not going to explain why. I don't want to spoil anything. But I'm on this ship at the moment, and uh, I, I, I fell through. <laughs> I fell through. So um, I'm, I'm in the bottom of the ocean now with no way to get out. I have to restart the checkpoint, which sucks because I don't know where that's going to take me. Some of the checkpoints are forgivable. Other ones are not. Right. Um, so it's always a surprise, and you know, so the checkpoint you know, was you falling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? Oh god! Uh, oh. No, <laughs> that's gonna be miserable. At that point, I'm bad. It's been manifested now. You can't yeah, get out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but lastly, I've been playing uh, Time on Frog Island. Um, so I'll get through this quick because I'm only allowed to talk about the first hour right now because this game is under embargo. Oh, okay. It's early access. I played it on the Switch. Um, now, you can play Time on Frog Island Prologue, which is free on Steam at the moment. Um, but um, I got access to what is essentially the full build um, two months ahead of time. Okay, this game comes out July 12th, I believe. All oh, right, wow. so yeah. I'm playing it. I'm playing it now. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the bugs or the glitches and stuff like that because obviously stuff like that's going to be inevitable this early on. Um, but uh, I, I'll just talk about kind of what it is and um, how it plays. So Time on Frog Island is basically uh, kind of akin to uh, the games we've been seeing lately that kind of take place on islands, kind of a life simulator, a farming simulator. Not so much emphasis on the farming part of it, um, but... Uh, but stuff like Cozy Grove or Don't Starve and, um, you know, My Time at Portia, uh, games like that where you kind of show up on this island, in this case you're shipwrecked on this new island, and uh, but it's an island full of frogs, full of amphibious creatures, right? And they're sort of humanoid uh, as well, so they've built, a, a, you know, this a culture and a, and, a, and a living there and an ecosystem and everything like that, and they have their own sort of commerce and everything like that. Um, but a big part of this game emphasizes uh, what they what they call a spaghetti network of trades, right? Which couldn't even which I, I think could not be more accurate, because a lot of the game there's no dialogue in this game. A lot of the um, uh, speech and sort of conversation and uh, messaging is sort of conveyed is conveyed through um, uh, images, right? So it uses a lot of imagery to speak to you right so if someone's like you know someone has a question mark then you know they're probably confused about something or they're looking for something you talk to them um and then they'll have a picture of like 
a plant, right? And then you just go look for that plant. You find that plant, you bring it back to them, and then a picture of a smiley face will come up. They're happy. You know, congrats, you did it. You know, so um, it's, it's sort of like that. There's no explicit dialogue um, to kind of tell you what's going on. Uh, and then the story is sort of light at the moment. Um, you kind of get flashbacks um, of your previous life or, or whatever when you go to uh, sleep at your makeshift camp that you made really quick um, at the beginning of the game. And uh, and yeah, so basically, I mean, you're just kind of going around this island, this uh, island that's actually like really, really like pretty. And you just sort of meet people and get them what they want. Some people just want to straight up trade, like, hey, I'll give you you know, this canvas for uh, this stat for a statue that I'm looking for. And then you trade that. And then maybe there's a painter nearby that's looking for uh, a, uh, a canvas and you give it to the painter and then they give you something. It just, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, interweaves and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, intersects like the that. Too, the so. art style is really cool. It's really, really cool, and that's what sort of like drew me to it a lot was the art direction of it. And uh, but one thing this game does that I like a lot compared to other games of this nature is it almost emphasizes its platforming a lot because even though it's not a platformer by any means, it is very much a sort of like you know stranded on an island sort of life uh, life sim. Um, but you can use items to sort of propel you to jump higher, and then you can put mushrooms down to make you bounce and get to higher ground. And you can use, let's just say the canvas I mentioned earlier, if you were to jump off of a cliff, you can use that canvas actually to glide. Every item has some sort of property to it that makes you either run really fast, you can glide, you can get a double jump, even sometimes a triple jump. You can jump really high with those mushrooms, like I said. Um, you can just do so much with the environment around you. And it's really, really cool. Like if you see some like quick little teasers of it, you can see like, I almost thought it was a platformer at first, just because of like how they were jumping yeah. from you know mm -hmm. cliff to cliff and rock you know rock to rock. But it, it's not; it's really not. But it, it has that flexibility where you know if you do want to do that to get to higher ground and stuff like that. It's it's just really cool that it you have those sorts of um, animations and controls and mechanics set into place because it just makes everything seem a lot more uh, uh, just fluid. That way you don't have to walk really slow everywhere. You know, um, it gives you uh, another option of of, uh, of traversal, basically, and it's really really nice. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, the first hour again, I've played more than an hour, but from the first from what you'll more or less be experiencing in the first hour is basically you're going to get used to the island. Um, the island is uh, deep, not necessarily big, but it's deep, so you're going to see a lot of different areas. Um, and even though you don't get a map. Everything is immediately recognizable. They did a very good job at designing, so you don't really feel like you ever get lost. Um, you kind of know where you are once you play around a little bit, um, because every area that you walk into is very distinct. Um, you're not going to have a lot of those sorts of uh, crossover or layover sorts of uh, uh, styles and areas, because you know, other than you know, basic trees or, or rocks, and obviously the fact that you're on an island, but otherwise, every single area feels different and you have signs also that sort of uh have pointers and uh have little like icons on them as well to kind of tell you like hey there's um there's like a little flower area here you know so it's got an icon of a flower you go there's a bunch of flowers everywhere you can use that to pick uh to pick flowers and whatnot uh there's a farming area there's a like little village area there's a, a beach area obviously um there's more of a uh, sort of business area. 
and uh, so, so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's really cool, and it's very relaxing. The game doesn't force you to do anything really, really quick. It does have a day-night cycle, but the time that you're given between the day and the night, because you will have to go to sleep eventually, um, is very lenient. You know, I never felt like I was rushed to do anything. Mm -hmm. I was very relaxed the whole time playing. And even when it got nighttime, again, you're not rushed to do anything. Everyone's where you expect them to be. You don't have to wait till the following day to do anything, really. Um, maybe for certain things, but um, otherwise, you know, you're free to do whatever you want, and it's it's really nice just kind of walking around this island and uh, just kind of experiencing uh, everything and just talking to all these frog people. <laughs> it's It's really... Uh, interesting and seeing the sort of life that they live and you adapting to that life as well. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's really neat. Um, comes out July twelfth, I believe. I don't quote me on that hundred um, percent. I I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, it will be on Nintendo Switch and uh, Xbox. I'm not sure if it's coming out to PlayStation. Obviously, it's coming out on PC via Steam. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I think it's actually going to be on Game Pass. Also, I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, it might be coming to Game Pass. So definitely worth checking out. Um, for you know anyone who's a Game Pass subscriber, um, and yeah, but from the little bit that I've played so far, I've enjoyed it. You know, I can't talk past the first hour, um, but, uh, but download uh, but the yeah, prologue. Try it on the Steam Deck. That looks yeah, like for sure. Be fun to play on the Steam Deck. I'm I'm interested. Absolutely. I've never heard of it until you just mentioned it. So. But yeah, I did yeah, notice that worth... I did notice that it was on Nathaniel's wish list, so it was like <laughs> I just added it while we're talking. Oh, did about you? It. Okay. Yeah. Well, Steve told me that, and I'm like, "Hey, Nathaniel knew about that too." It's yeah. like, but yeah, I added it to mine as well. I it's mean, like, it's yeah. been there for a long time, John. How do you only notice it now? Well, I don't know. That is before it was even announced. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's everything I've been playing. All right, cool. Let's let's hit some news real quick before we go. Um, Embracer Group actually bought some studios from Square Enix. This kind of came from out of some nowhere. Studios too. Uh, yeah, I was God. Yeah. really caught off guard with this one. Um, yeah. Crystal Dynamics, uh, Square Enix Montreal, um, and they bought all the like the properties that those IPs that that come with that, like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Thief, and you know those kind of things. And the thing is, is they bought them for three hundred million dollars, which I thought was pretty cheap. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. dirt well, cheap, like and that ties yeah. into the second story: is Sony yeah. totally yeah. buying Square Enix, or Square Enix wants to be bought by Sony? Or I think else. I that's think that's the whole. They're thing. getting rid of the stuff because <laughs> they never knew what to do with the Western studios uh, anyway. Because they always yeah, they were always kind of like the, the stepchild. Yeah, they tried to put the stupid extra multiplayer crap into those games and force it in there where it doesn't work. They're always like, hey, you didn't make twelve billion dollars when you came out oh that wasn't up to expectations for literally every single game from the western studios put out never met their expectations which makes you wonder right. what expectations did you have because yeah. they all sold like pretty well like a lot of them did anyway. yeah so it's just kind of like <laughs> all right hopefully embracer group either does something good with them or gives them somebody else for a well, profit and, like and, with how cheap they bought them they could just turn around and sell it to someone else they could but it seems right, like yeah. a bracer group has the mentality of a hands-off kind of thing we buy their studios we let them yeah. do what they want to do and the time they want to do it and then we don't bother them with it i know there's there's several people out there that do not like embracer group uh and i I Wasn't there some really bad press 
with I them. There was something about drugs. Uh, I, I, on like 8chan or yeah, something? Was something, that them? I, I don't know. Like four years ago, yeah, five years ago? And I tried to look some of that up because I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining that they do nothing but they launder money through drugs and this and that and that and this. And I could not find a single thing on there. So either it's all been removed from the web or yeah. I am not looking in the right spot or searching the right terms. You, you got to go to shadier websites. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, and, and like you said, that does lead into the next story. I think that Square well, Enix was selling those off to either merge, you know, be bought by Sony well, or I've want to be bought. That's from right. different podcasts and stuff of people who know a little bit more about this. I'm talking yeah. about it. And that seems to be what a lot of people think, even if they didn't yeah. hear anything, whatever, just like, yeah, like whether it's Sony or someone else, they're trying to shore up their you know company to be like, Oh, look, we're valuable. Please buy us. We don't have all these other things over here that right. don't make us money. It's just look at all this other stuff. Yeah. As far well, as I'm concerned, yeah. they sold off the part of Square Enix that I cared about. Like the rest of Square Enix, yeah, I don't true. care. Yeah. I'm a Final I mean, Fantasy person or any of the other stuff. So it's all the Western studio stuff was what I cared about from Square Enix. I, I like Final Fantasy stuff. What worries me with, I don't know. I go back and forth with, I, I'm glad Embracer Group bought them if there was going to be a group that bought them. I mean, I, I know I, everybody always says Microsoft. Well, we want Microsoft to buy them because it'll be on Xbox, it'll be on PC, it'll be on cloud, it'll be on this, it'll be on that. And that that's fine. But Microsoft is not going to be making another purchase until this whole uh, Square, or not Square, uh, Activision Blizzard stuff is finished. They just not, you know, they, got, they got the FTC looking at things. And now that's our third story is the, is the go the FTC is looking at Sony's deal with Bungie. So when the FTC gets into things, most new acquisitions stop until that all gets through regulators. What um, they don't tell you is the FTC is just looking into it more for Bungie. We're like, Bungie, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and I, and I look at the I look at the Bungie deal with Sony, and Sony says that Bungie stuff is going to be multi-platform; it's not going anywhere. And I think that's because they bought Bungie because of their knowledge of, uh, you know, free-to-play games like Destiny. Yeah. You know, uh, the multiplayer. I, I don't stuff think that, like that the purchase of Bungie was about Destiny. No, right? it's I not about, it about games. It's about future concepts and, and technology. Yeah, yeah. It's their infrastructure. What you got your voice on again? What'd you say? <laughs> well, and networking. Is oh, what I was saying. okay. Yeah. You had this real high pitched voice on yeah, there. Yeah, it, it can... comes in and out sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. It's weird. You sound like a little little kid every once. You know, <laughs> even even the the Sony thing, like all all of the the tea leaves are there, right? Like it it, it really looks like Sony is buying Square. Uh, but at the same time, just like with the history of of Square, it is a little weird like they've always had a really good relationship but it was one that that they never needed to be you know together uh well for a while you know sony bailed them out by purchasing 18 percent right of their of their stocks but then they just sold it back when square was in a better place financially it was just like hey bro we're we're cool let me help you out you helped us out with with some exclusivity stuff like two japanese companies working together and that that's not then that happens a lot you know they they you know one japanese company does not want to see another japanese company go under they buy the stock hold it until they're in a better place and then sell it back to them i mean that that's happened lots of times my my thing is with my worry with Square, as Sony buying Square, is that those Final Fantasy games and stuff like that will be put behind the PlayStation wall. 
I don't have faith in Sony right now to say we're going to release those on PC day one. Hey, those those Square Enix games that come to Switch, you know, the Octopath Traveler and and uh, the, those kind of games. Yep, they're still we're still going to put those kind of games on Switch, but they'll be on PlayStation <laughs> as well. I can see because Sony tries so hard to keep Final Fantasy games on the Sony platform as long as they can, like Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake and stuff like that. And I think not. And I'm not saying I need them to come to Xbox. The, the, the Final Fantasy games they're on Xbox. Fine, they sell great. I don't go to Xbox to play Final Fantasy games. You know, it's but, a relatively new thing too. Yeah, they, it's relatively for the longest new. time they weren't on Xbox, and then they right. got a few. Yeah. And like it, if it was Sony what, like, does th- buy it. There's no way they're putting Final Fantasy anywhere else. Like I, I don't think so either. The yeah, same I don't with think so either. like all the even... studios Microsoft has bought. They're not going to put like all those elsewhere. Because I don't that's even why you buy them. I worry about them even putting them on PC. I don't even know if they're at least not on day ones. And that's that was kind of going back to my. I thing. think they would. I would they though? I mean, I don't. I know. think that I think they would end up on on PC eventually. Well, yeah, eventually, but on I mean on day this, one. For, well, for no. the one that they're developing now that they've already shown off, right. I think there's a high chance because of Final Fantasy 15 being on PC and all that stuff, they were already planning to do that from the start when they started development on the game, so they've probably got a PC port working on that. Unless Sony tells yeah. them just stop working on it. Right. Well, I mean, they when they announced that... When they announced 16, they were very, uh, this is console exclusive on, on PlayStation, right. right? So, like, that verbiage is intentional. That obviously had some sort of uh, PC iteration, at least conceptually planned. I don't know if it's been started or, or what, but, uh, yeah, I definitely think that's going to end up on PC at some point. Who knows what they're going to do in the future, though? Yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy games aren't coming out that quickly anymore. It's been, Plus, what, six again. years since the last mainline? Yeah. yeah, plus from earlier, I was talking about Sony having the PC plans of doing, you know, hiring people for that type of stuff. It would make sense that, hey, this is a thing that's already been on PC in the past. We'll put it out yeah. there because they're already working on it. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, uh, it just, you know, it just it just makes me worry because a lot of, you know, Sony, Sony doesn't think they need PC day one. Um, but I, I, they don't maybe necessarily need it, but they could make a whole lot more money. And I'm not saying every, like, God of War comes out on PC day one. But, you know, like Final Fantasy, there's a large base of players on PC who like Final Fantasy. And they like it on PC. And if you're going to say, well, this PlayStation game comes out, you know, we own this studio. It's only going to be on PlayStation 5. PC version's coming, maybe, sometime. We don't know when. You know, it's like, or if, or ever. You know, I don't know. I just... You're looking at it from the consumer perspective, I am. but it makes total sense from Sony perspective. We can sell it twice. If I we do it day one, they won't buy it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I, I just... And it sucks, but, you know, that no makes sense. I feel like we're just reaching a, a point in the industry where things like that are gonna, is going to change. I, You know, Nintendo is always going to be Nintendo. There's no well, doubt about that. You're never going to see a Mario on, on PC. It's just, it's probably never going to happen because they don't need to. They're, regardless of what PlayStation thinks, Nintendo is the best selling console in the world. <laughs> Sony is a close second, depending on the month that you look at. Last month, it was, well, yeah, the past two months, it hasn't been. But, you know, that varies from month to month. But every month, it's always Nintendo's number one. So they're, you know, they have no reason to because people 
buy Nintendo systems. Not everybody buys a PlayStation or buys an Xbox. You know, some, you know, uh, we do because we have to have them all, you know, I mean, but not everybody's (laughs) like that, you know, um, you know, it's just final fantasy is just such a big, or square Enix is just such a big company with final fantasy and with their other games, you know, that's, you know, some are only available on, you know, I'm, I'm still shocked that Octopath Traveler is available on Xbox. That's still Square Enix is a big company that doesn't have a big catalog. They've got final fantasy. Yep. And that's pretty much it until you like include some of those small games that have come out right. on Switch and things like that. But otherwise, they had a lot more big games when they still had the Western Studios. But yeah. now they don't have that. It's just like, nope, we pretty much just have Final Fantasy as the thing yeah. you would know us from. Which or at least always, most general people, right? Which always cracks me up about Final Fantasy because the reason, is, the reason Final Fantasy even exists, it was the last hurrah of Square... They had no money. They hardly had any money left. They built this, made this game, and they called it Final Fantasy because it was going to be their final game. <laughs> and their last hurrah, like, yeah, and their last times. hurrah, like, <laughs> you know, it's like we have no money. You know, we hope it sells, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, now that's the company is Final Fantasy. You know, it's. I mean, that's why it's so well named. It being final was the fantasy. Yeah, that was the fantasy. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I. It's not that I, I trust microsoft over sony i just don't i don't trust sony i just don't and that's just i i don't like it i understand you know with games like halo and god of war and stuff like that of course you want those exclusively on your system but you know there's some games if you buy a company you know you've got the that's always had games on nintendo or always had you know it's like even microsoft has come out and said call of duty is not going exclusive to xbox it's going to stay multi-platform it's going to be on playstation it's going to be on pc it's going to be too much of a juggernaut yeah it's too much of a juggernaut you can't take that away from people yeah. Um, you know, the, the Microsoft buys studios. It's less that, and it's more that if we keep doing that, we have a lot more money coming out. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and Microsoft, <laughs> and, yeah, and Microsoft wants it to be a day one Game Pass game, but yet still be released on other consoles. They 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 want it on Game Pass. They don't necessarily want to put it behind and keep it close to the close to the cuff. They want it multi platform, but they want it day one on Game Pass. They want to give that person. You can go spend $70 on it and buy it on PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. But if you have a subscription, you will get it day one on Game Pass and it will not cost you any more money. That's what Microsoft wants. They don't, you know, that's, they want more subscribers. And I know everybody's, oh, well, you know, I don't want to subscribe. I don't want to buy Xbox and have to subscribe to something. You don't have to subscribe to anything if you buy an Xbox. You don't have to. If you don't want to subscribe to Game Pass, don't subscribe to Game Pass. Just go buy your games. It's fine. You 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 have an option to subscribe to it. I, just... I think that's how they make it look uh, appealing. Also, it's just like, hey, by the way, it's you know it's still available on PlayStation. If you want to buy yeah. it on PlayStation, sixty seventy dollars, whatever. Uh, or you could you know just pay the fifteen dollars. Yeah, and get it over here. Come over here. One, you know, yeah. save it's... yourself forty five dollars. Yeah. You know, and it's still <laughs> cross platform play. You're going to be able to play with everybody. You just don't have exactly. to buy. You don't have to spend seventy dollars up front. You just get it with your subscription. That makes sense. I I don't know. And, and uh, with what Sony's kind of doing with things right now it's like i just i don't know if they buy square enix i just don't trust them to say yes we're going to put final fantasy on 
uh, you know, PC. Not that I have a dog in the fight. I have a PlayStation Five, so if I want the next Final Fantasy, it's no big deal. I'll just buy it on PlayStation Five. Big deal, you know, big whoop. But you know, like I said, I know there's a large group of people out there who play Final Fantasy on PC that I don't want to see shut out of things like that. That's I. I hate to say anti-consumer, but I mean it is. But, I, I mean it was never it day and date anyway. Yeah, not usually, but you know, but there is you know, I don't. Well, trust. I think Final Fantasy on PC, I would think more like fourteen rather than the right. just story games would be a bigger deal. If they took that off PC, that would be a much bigger deal than like oh, sixteen's not coming to PC now or something would yeah. be still a deal, but, but not you know a, that not, was not the same thing. That was why seven didn't come to PC immediately either because Sony bought those things to keep it off pc that was the thing and then when it did come to pc it didn't even come to steam it came to epic came in and said well we'll buy it you know we'll buy it for exclusively on epic store so then it's like well then you've 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 locked out steam people too that unless they you know i know a lot of that's not locking crap well no it's not but i know a lot of people different launcher i know a lot of a lot of people don't like it you know either way a lot of people some people don't come around i don't care i don't care i mean i don't like having four different launchers but I still have them. They're free. Yeah, I mean, I, I do too. It's yeah, just, it's that combine everything into one thing, and then you just it doesn't matter which right. one. Right? Yeah. That, you know, even the Bethesda launcher now is going away, and they're just moving everything to Steam. So if you I'd forgotten they even had a launcher. <laughs> yeah. See, that's that's it. You know, and it makes well, me. I was a little- Go ahead. I was concerned at first because like the only thing I really had of Bethesda's on PC, other than the free stuff I got from Epic, was uh, ESO. Anyways, but that had its own launcher. That was never right. through the the, uh, the the Bethesda no, launcher. No. So like, so I, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh my god, I got to do everything right away." And then I did it, and then it said, "Sorry, you have no games in your account." I was like, "What?" But then apparently, <laughs> that's because ESO is on a completely different. Yeah, it's completely standalone because I don't have it through Steam. I have it standalone through its right. You know, yeah, through its, its website, its whatever. Own. So yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, we're in a, we're, we're, I'm just, to me, I think we're in a, a, a change of a lot of things are changing in the way games are going to be released, the way we're going to get games. And I know I, I'm sitting here saying that over a weekend where Xbox has had outages and people haven't been able to play their games, but the people who have been yelling that haven't been able to play their games are people that are game sharing or don't have their friggin' Xbox set up as their home Xbox. How could you not have your Xbox set up as your home Xbox? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why haven't you done this? If you haven't done this, you're not going to play games if the server goes down. Yeah. I haven't had any issues. I have two Xboxes, and I have not had any issues with it. But, you know, I have... I don't know. I can I can rant about stupid people all I want all day long. It seems like all I do, if it's not stupid people in video games, it's stupid people in the real world, or it's stupid people at the... <laughs> I think that's a different podcast. Yeah, I could do a stupid <laughs> people podcast more, yeah. where I just fuss all day about yeah. stupid people. Because you know, my wife coach. could just record it when I'm arguing, when I'm fighting about it in the car when we're driving somewhere. Um, you know, it's like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's find that, it on our TikTok page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what grinds my gears, like uh, yeah, what, uh, what uh, what's his yeah, family guy is uh, what really grinds go, my yeah. gears. Uh, but yeah, I, I just it, any, I don't know. I just to me, I I can't. I, I just don't have the faith in Sony that I've that I have in other companies that I've seen change. And I understand that they're in a place where they don't have to do things like everybody else does. But at the same time, it's like, you know, 
a little goodwill goes a long way. <laughs> consumer confidence goes a long way, but maybe a lot of those people who are hardcore PlayStations don't, you know, that's what they want. I don't know. Seems like it from yeah, uh, tweets I read on Twitter. It's like Brr. Sony has been very reactionary, though. So even if you know that, let's say this goes through and and they don't plan on putting them on PC in the past. When people have been vocal, enough people have been vocal at yeah. Sony, they change their mind. And, and that, I mean, they are evolving. They are just evolving slow. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, their company being a Japanese-based company. Yeah. And they just, the way that businesses work over there are a little bit different. And maybe they're slower to adapt to some of the, the more Western business ideas. <sighs> but they're getting there. I, th- I look, uh, you know, I remember the days of Sega and them being slow to adapt. And then they were gone. <laughs> it's like it's it's like you know. I, do I think that's going to happen to Sony? No, I I don't. Sony PlayStation is the only thing Sony's really got going for them, other than their TVs. I mean, yeah. th- that makes their most money, other than their movies. You know, but you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's not not going to go away. But I look at that and I go, oh my gosh, if this had been twenty years ago, Sony would just be dead in two years because they're they're moving too slow they're moving too slow they can't oh don't now but i don't know it's the if if i would rather see sony buy them than square enix go under you know um which i don't think square enix is they're not even in in danger of going going under i don't and i don't understand you know it's like all of a sudden i read stories of you know, uh, Ubisoft is bracing for, you know, either a takeover, another attempt at a takeover or to be bought. It's like, why, why, why does everybody all of a sudden have all these, I say independent, but all these studios, you know, companies out there, why all of a sudden do we, are are we going to get to a place where we're all, we're just going to have like three big companies, Microsoft, Sony, Tencent and Embracer with, with cable. Yeah, and that's I how mean, it is with cable. You know, if you see when when television first started, the broadcast companies, there used to be almost uh, up to a hundred, and then now it's been just kind of getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then probably in the '90s there was down to twenty, and now I think we're literally down to six, seven. It's like because people just keep getting bought. Yeah. You know, like it, what's Disney owns what? Just thinking about it off the top of my head, they own Fox, right? They, oh, did you not uh, see? I, I got. I'll, I'll send you my little picture of everything that Disney owns. It will blow your mind. I mean, I there's a lot. There's stuff that I didn't even realize that they had anything to do with travel John, companies. And you just need to stop with that and just do a picture of Planet Earth, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who goes to Disney, and let's see, can you see my lightsabers? I can't. They're too small. The, I'm too far away. They're right there. <laughs> oh no wait they're up they're up here <laughs> but anyway you know it's like you know i as somebody who buys a lot of disney stuff since he's a star wars fan and a marvel fan he's wearing a marvel shirt that says disney down here on the bottom of it Speaking <laughs> like, yeah. marvel did you guys uh take advantage of uh, i just did it last night the um since it's an Xbox perk at the moment, uh, getting that three free months. I'm already a subscriber. I've been a subscriber for years. Yeah, I've been a subscriber (laughs) for years. Okay. I used to have DC All Access, but I've never done the Marvel stuff. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I've just tried it now, and they 
it's a big, big selection. So oh yeah, it's it's daunting. It's like where do I even <laughs> want to start? I mean, there's like yeah. you know, uh, there's there's tons of stuff. Yeah, I do both uh, DC and and uh, and uh, uh, Marvel. I just do the DC yeah, sure. monthly. I pay for the Marvel once a year. Yeah. Um, I don't even. It was during. I think it was during lockdown is when I started doing when when we were weren't okay. doing anything and I've just paid for it ever since. So yeah, I, uh, it, it's been a while because I used to read anything and everything New Fifty Two. Like that moment there was a new series in New Fifty Two coming out, <laughs> and I, I bought it. And, I, and then I started, I slowed down a little bit with Rebirth, so I haven't really like read much on the DC side of things. Um, but uh, hopefully this will get me back into you know heavy read of yeah. comics. Oh, well, uh, I, I I ended up going online and going, okay, show me a timeline of what order to read the Star Wars Marvel comics in, and yeah. I read, I've gotten through quite a bit of them, but. And then, yeah, they keep adding them. It's like, I'm never going to get through all of them. I'm never going to yeah. get to a point where I go, oh, I only have three comics to read this month. Uh, and there's you get points for comics that you read. Um, and right. I, I've got like 45,000 points that I've never spent. They always send me emails going, hey, you've got all these points. You need to buy things with it. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what to buy. Can oh, I buy a subscription? <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Can I use my so points what? for subscriptions? <laughs> what can you redeem for that anyways? Because I noticed that earlier today about the... Uh, oh, they have comics, posters and physical comic books and, uh, uh, you know, toys and stuff Well, that's like the next that. thing you can collect, right, is comic books. Oh, yeah. You know, I see some bare wall over there. Yeah, I know, right? As somebody, <laughs> as somebody who had, like, I don't even remember how many comics I had. I had, I sold all of them. I, I've got, I've got one, uh long box left and it's just my dc comics those are the only ones i kept were my, like my batman and superman comics everything else was gone and star wars i kept i have like original dark horse star wars comics i kept those everything else is gone because when we moved i lost a long box somewhere um with half of my marvel and it. it had the first 15 issues of ghost rider i still cannot find that i don't know where it ended up where it disappeared i don't know if i left it at the house before we sold it i don't know <laughs> i've yet to find it so i've, I've got my more the only marvel i kept was my my ghost rider comics and i'm missing the first 15 issues of the ghost rider comics because i don't know where they ended up uh, they just disappeared with all those other marvel comics so after that i went i am done collecting physical comic books because i do not I don't care anymore. I just don't. Yeah, it's it's too much, honestly. And plus, I, I've built such a nice library on my Kindle, anyways. Where it's just like it's nice yeah. just seeing it all, you know. Versus like, because comics, you can't really display comics in the same sort of nice fashion that you can with figures or with yeah. games, you know. So it, it since they're so thin, you know. I mean, even you with know, graphic novels, books. yeah, like regular yeah. books, they have well, a spine and, that you can see. And, and well, you know, yeah. with me, it's like I didn't want to. I don't like to take, I, you know, I'd read them once or twice to put them up and then never take them out again. There were some comic books literally that I'd had since high school, since 93 that had never been taken out of the plastic. I read them once, put them in the plastic and then put them in the long box and they were flat pressed. You know, they'd never been open. It was like just that one time it was like, you know what? It's silly for me to hang on to this stuff. And you know, I've had it for 20 five plus years and not opened it one time you know and then it's like well i don't want to because i don't want to get oils on there or you know it was it was print yeah. before they had the the nice print that stayed so it would rub off like a newspaper print on your finger so if you you know you watch it you flip it too many times and you're smearing pages and it's like nah forget it i'll just 
read it on my Kindle or, or my uh, iPad or my phone or whatever, and I'll enjoy it that way, and that's fine. I mean, I I still have a few comics, but not like I used to. Back in the day, and this was in the 90s, I was spending $25 a week on comics, and that was a lot of comics back then because comics were still a dollar fifty, two dollars. Yeah, you know, you're paying twenty five dollars, spending twenty five dollars a week on comics. Yeah, you know, I, was, I was bringing home stacks of them. Um, but yeah, I I got out of the collecting comics a long time ago. Um, now I just got games. See, yeah, <laughs> only they had a lot of games, that much space. and that's and that's not <laughs> even a quarter of it. There's another there's two more stands over here, and there's two more stands in the other in the other side of the uh, uh, basement with more games on it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Or action figures. There's a whole, you can't see it, but there's a whole, nope, that's the wrong way. It's behind me. There's a whole metal or glass case back there with nothing but Star Wars figures in it. They've invaded the bookcase over here where I have all my strategy guides at. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> I have G.I. Joe's here in front of me. This, the computer desk here is completely covered with action figures now. I've run out of room. And I just buy more of them. <laughs> and my wife just looks at me and goes, <laughs> whatever, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, you, Robert worrying about me running out of room. I have a whole other, I have a, I have a whole other side of this basement that's three times the size of this room we haven't even done anything with yet. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, I've got more space to fill. Just haven't filled it. <laughs> hashtag uh, goals. Yeah, hashtag goals. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I, I'm never going to move again because it's like, this is it. We're not moving anywhere else because I'm not packing all this crap up and moving. <laughs> all right. So has anybody got anything else before we go? Robert, anything? Anybody want to pimp? Robert, uh, Dennis, uh, anybody? Nothing going on? You can catch me on Twitch uh, Just... Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what time? Uh, nine. 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. So, yeah, I'll see you then. All right, cool. All right. Well, if we got nothing else, we're going to go. Um, once again, like I always say, if you want to know when shows are going to go live and you want to join us in the chat room, at GL underscore podcast, I try to put it up a couple hours before we go up so you can come hang out if you want. If not, you get it on the, pe- pod, the podcast catcher of your choice for some reason i can't pop pop um I, I usually put it up on sundays so uh in the morning so either way you're always aware um all right well guys thanks again for hanging out with us and listening and we'll catch you all next show
This podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.